at a minimum, two of you will really like it. Okay. I'm hoping Ben enjoys it. I'm not sure. I think he will be a part of it, but there's a chance that Ben's like, I like it. There may also be a chance that Ben goes, this is stupid. I hate you. You better not have written a bad song, PD. <laughs> Welcome back. Reel it in. Episode 10. We are old enough to drink. Yep. What? Oh, uh, <clears throat> 10 years old. 10 years old, right? Is that not the drinking? Well, well isn't it 16? It's, it's a leap year. That's Let's a good point. Let's not go down this path. <laughs> We're born in a leap year. I am joined today, of course, by my good buddies, the man to my left. Uh, Andrew. Across from him. Ben. And then Will Smith. And I am Anthony Rodriguez. What have you guys been watching lately? Let's start with Will. Let's change it up. Whoa, whoa. Uh, I've been prepared. watching <laughs> something so, uh, that uh, Ben is going to talk about probably. I started Dark, and I'm on the first season. Uh, there can, are two you, seasons. They're just You can talk about the first season. I've, I've only seen two, two episodes, and I'm not going to really spoil much. What I will say is that it's extremely interesting. It's a show where they start out with a quote from Einstein basically saying that uh, time is an illusion, yeah, more yeah, or yeah. less. Um, and so it's really yeah. just kind of about uh, portals and people coming in and out in a very mysterious way. And the question is like, not where are they, but when are they? And What's the premise of the show, I guess, if you had to give like an elevator something? Pitch. Okay, so it's in Germany. It's watch it in German. Do not do the, the dubs. I started the first episode in English and I was like, I'm not really into this. And then I found out Netflix offers uh, the original audio. And then I was like, oh, this is great. With subtitles. Yeah. So it's, it's like a small kind of hazy German town and people go missing or one person goes missing and they're trying to find them. And then one night some guy who had an incident years ago just starts saying it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And he just kind of like goes running through the streets and then, uh, another kid goes missing and they show bits and pieces of like kind of the other side of like the reveal. And so I don't want to get too much into the spoiler. What I will say is it's very intriguing. And with these shows, it's always hard to, gauge because it's like uh mind benders and thrillers are always awesome but it really the magic kind of happens in how it ends and how it ties together yeah, because absolutely. you can run off into so many directions and there's only two seasons but so far i think it's worth your time what i will say is every scene seems to be they put a lot of thought into the aesthetics everything looks incredible and i think that it's kind of slow but what really keeps me in is like the cinematography and all of these actors are are really good and i've never heard of any of them never seen any of them but they're all um pretty strong so i definitely will be continuing it it's more on the serious side so i kind of do it in small doses but yeah I'm the same way. I can only take so much serious TV at a time just because life. It's, it, yeah, and it d just depends on mood. <laughs> life is serious. Yeah. Well, well I, just like when I normally when I digest entertainment, I like it to be at least TV for sure more on the comedy side of things. Yeah, a little lighthearted, not so mind intensive. Yeah. However, movies, I like movies to be serious. I like yeah. being able to dive deep for two hours or whatever. So it sounds like the show... 
kind of almost like a Christopher Nolan mo- a movie or a like Lost, where it's, it's very Lostish to yeah. me. It's very um, interesting on the journey, but exactly. it's about nailing the end. It, it, that's and, and that's kind of how I important. feel about it. Is like they could go off on a lot of rabbit holes, and I loved Lost until they tried to tie it together, and it just didn't work for me. And I was, I, I mean, in my opinion, I was like, this was a waste of time. I actually hate the show now. But, yeah, and I don't think you're alone on that. Yeah, I don't think it was as bad, but I agree with you because yeah. you got to remember the journey was really, really fun. It was, it was, and great. the explanation was awful. It was really bad, but but it was whatever I, five, six seasons or whatever, and four of them were awesome TV. That's quite right. a bit of time that, to get out of really good and entertaining. And I would say that in this, it looks so much better, and I think the acting is better. Like Lost was adequate, uh, but it wasn't great acting what are you talking yeah. about all those people went on to be very successful movie you <laughs> evangeline i love Lily evangeline Lilly. Yeah. i yeah. think she's great matthew fox fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah dominic is still around that's a good point that is yeah that actually is because really of lord of the rings though yeah this is very true yeah right so uh one of the other things i watched i, I got a couple more things on my list i realized i hadn't finished the uh wet hot american summer 10 years later and i like started kind of watching it i'm like i don't remember this and i think that i would remember a can of vegetables and a being promiscuous in a diner or having a fight (laughs) with chris maloney i'm like i don't think i've seen this before so I, i finished that and it was fun it was good i enjoyed it um i know andrew kind of griped at the the ending being almost ruse-ish, but I felt like that's kind of what they did in the first day of camp as well, just not to as great a scale. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is this movie has the worst uh, presidential impressions I think I've ever ever show. on yeah. <laughs> in yeah. film. Oh, yeah. with Reagan and Reagan Bush. And, and Bush, Bush Senior. Yeah, uh, but it's I liked it. It was good. Um, the other thing I watched was Wine Country. You know what this is? Amy Poehler, right? Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Oh, that's movie. right, yes. Total, it's it's a definitely like a chick flick, but man, I was like, okay, these are probably the smartest uh, women in comedy right now with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey is in it as well. And both of them are phenomenal, but they like Maya Rudolph does not get enough credit. Oh, um, she's, she's excellent. She's not just like a good comedic actress. She's like an excellent actress. Uh, very talented, uh, but this movie is hilarious. Like it, it had me like rolling and gasping and in tears with how funny it was. Have you seen Bridesmaids? I did, uh, and like my sister raved about that movie. And when I saw it, I was like, mm, "It's okay. I think this is way better oh, than you Bridesmaids. This is better. Oh, interesting. way better than Bridesmaids. Okay. Yes, I think it's smarter. I think the jokes are funnier. Uh, partly because it's a lot more. You know, it's, it's so much about like what middle-aged women go through, which I couldn't help, but, you know, being a, a male watching this movie felt like I was hanging out with a bunch of older ladies and I've kind of been in that situation a lot in my life. And it felt just as awkward as it does in, in uh, real (laughs) life. And, uh, but they were, they're hilarious. And Jason Schwartzman is in it. I love, I love Jason. Schwartzman. He, he can take any role and make it interesting and great and funny. And uh, Tina Fey is phenomenal. And and the uh, I didn't check their names, but there's a couple actresses that I haven't seen before or heard of, and they are 
excellent. They're all funny. Everyone in this movie just nails it. So I definitely, and uh, you get to see Anna Gasteyer from SNL, who just kind of hasn't really been in anything, but she's uh, kind of underrated. I actually enjoyed her on SNL. She's yeah, really good. A lot of those actresses, actually, almost all of them, had an SNL stint. Yeah. With Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. Those four. Oh, and uh, Rachel Dratch is in it as well. I love and Rachel she's Dratch. Great. She's great. <laughs> she's so funny. She is hilarious. And uh, I don't know if you guys know. Do you know who Brene Brown is? No, I'm, she, better, I'm better okay. with faces than with names. Well, she's not an actress. She's does like <clears throat> TED Talks on vulnerability and things like that. Oh, okay. And she's actually in the movie. And it's, it's hilarious because it's like my friend Mary. You guys know Mary. She actually introduced me to Brene Brown. And it's like a really popular... Uh, kind of she she's very developmental and very popular with women so it's funny that she ended up in this movie but uh, i highly recommend it for anyone really this movie is hilarious awesome this is gonna be the next always be my maybe (laughs) i hope so i'll watch it next week Mm -hmm. i'll watch it the week after and then andrew will watch it i'll watch it i mean (laughs) i i would watch it again and i don't usually like watching movies more than once but yeah this movie is hilarious. Anything else on the list? No, that's about oh, it. You did watch one. What did it first time? Oh, I watched Labyrinth <laughs> with Andrew. He introduced me to Labyrinth. And uh, I will say I enjoyed it. Um, man, I didn't prepare any thoughts for this, so I'll just run through. It is incredibly creative, and I love it, but it's creepy and weird. <laughs> and I think you super explained 80s. Labyrinth right there. Yeah, and... Like, uh, there was way more synthesizer than I expected to hear. Um, all the characters are very creative, and so you you end up in very interesting situations that you don't really expect. Uh, like, the world traverses a lot more diversity than, than it kind of leads on in the beginning. Uh, I will say, every song David Bowie performed, I, I was like, what does this have to do with what's going on? Like even the lyrics don't, I don't think this has anything to do with what's happening in the story. And it, which is why I actually don't call it a musical. It's more of a Jim Henson movie that was made and he wanted David Bowie and David Bowie went, as long as I get to sing songs. Yeah. He's like, okay, you're the only one that really needs to. So sure. And then David Bowie wrote songs that have nothing to do with what's going on. It's like a weird children's no, movie. No. There's the babe with the power. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has just like uh, random Put on your red shoes. Muppet music videos just spursed out through. Mm-hmm. Like you get to take mm-hmm. a little break and watch. Um, <laughs> you watch David Bowie's cod piece for some Dance reason. Around. Get bigger as the movie goes on. <laughs> it literally, so, I, I think it, they it's made the source it of his larger. power. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I I feel like I'm better having seen it. So good, yeah, excellent. What about you, Ben? A better person now. (laughs) Uh, Season two of Dark, as Will was saying, and yeah. Um, So this the first season came out. I think around the first season of maybe a few months after the first season of Stranger Things. So what? Two, three years ago. Maybe Stranger Things two. I remember. It coming out and being like, this show is on par, like production wise, with Stranger Things, but nobody is talking about it. And I was ranting and raving, and nobody was like, okay, it's, yeah, you told me to watch it with subtitles. I'm not watching that. 
but it's it's really really good and very very heady like will was saying very deep i was going to watch a few episodes last night but i wasn't in the mood so i watched a stand-up comedy instead Mm -hmm. which shows you how heady it does get and uh very confusing at times with all the different families in it and what they do with the families in it that's yeah, all I'll it, say. It's very much an exploratory show. Like you don't know anything and you're kind of learning a lot as you go. I'll just say your mind will be blown at one point. Good. I don't like it intact. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> I also, uh, uh, Legion season three started up. Now, before you guys say anything, I'm going to ask Will. This This is set in a very popular universe. Can you guess what it is? Uh, our universe? <laughs> no. A popular universe. Legion? Very popular universe, yes. Can you... Extremely popular. I, I'm not used to the same terminology that you are. When you say universe, uh, this say is a, a creative... Comic. Fiction work? Okay. Yeah. So it's either MCU or DC? One of them is correct. Yes. Well, well, it's in the MCU. Marvel. MCU. Oh, it's... Uh, if you had to guess... Which comic is it based in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Legion, who, what, what team or is property within the MCU do you think he would be a part of? I don't know why you're he didn't. He didn't see enough, but it is a very weird and bizarre show. Oh, did you watch? Did he watch? He somewhere? watched a little bit of the first episode. It's of season uh, three. It's, yeah, of, it's X Men. I watched the first episode of this show. Yeah, you were watching it with Emily and I. Oh, that show. Yeah. That's based in an MCU X, universe? Yep. That's X-Men. Really? Yes. The main character is uh, um, Xavier's son, who's like extremely powerful. Okay, so it's an X-Men. Isn't he thing. like the most, wow. one of the most powerful other than yeah. Yeah. Reed Richards' son, right? Or grandson or whatever? Well, his power is... Uh, well, he Fra- could... Franklin Richards is a little bit different because his power is endless, so he technically is the most powerful, but... Um, legions the way that he um because he can take any he takes power. all the souls like they're essentially their souls and like turns it into a power in itself it becomes he becomes a demi demigod at some point so yeah hence the yeah. name legion I-, I watched just a few scenes of it but mm-hmm. i will say it was incredible how much they can communicate visually without like using words and uh like i noticed the the main character was dressed in very bright colors where everybody else was just very beige and plain and the main um, character for this season it's a oh time traveler girl who joins legion and uh and she's joins legion yeah she joins his group very band of fellows yeah uh and she it starts out with her in the first time ever seeing the normal world where it's like a city a normal city and then she gets transported during a after a music video into the Legion world. Yeah, the and show it's, is hmm, it's very the way it's shot, very and, heady, very deep and weird. Visually breaks a lot of physical rules, and that yep. that's kind of fun to me. Yep, it, it's it's a great show. I can't wait to see. Yeah, if you like dark, where I would, it goes. I don't know. Obviously, I haven't seen dark, but if the way you explain dark, I think Legion. And Legion, in a way, is it's, Legion's a bit different because it's it is different. So um, you like the the Jonah Hill Emma Stone TV show, 
Maniac. Yeah, Maniac. It's, it's more yeah, like we, really it's more like Maniac. we brought okay. up Maniac yeah, sure. a lot. Yeah, it's and it's a lot though. Granted, like you, I, it doesn't have Jonah. I'm Hill still working through yeah. Dan Stevens though. Really Dan Stevens, excellent. Yeah. Also Dan has Stevens, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, second season. Oh, great. yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, second season has John Hamm in it. Yeah. Oh well, and it's, okay. It's I'm Aubrey. In. It's Aubrey Plaza on steroids. Like they pretty much just said Aubrey be Aubrey to the extreme mm-hmm. and just oh, let her okay. do her thing. Gotcha. Which is Inter- one of the yeah, reasons why I really liked her in it, and not so much in other things. But hmm. in this, she's phenomenal. I like her really, in everything. Really. I'm still working through season two just because it is it's, like yeah, it, season. It takes it takes a lot out of em- Emily uh, and I were like talking about what happened second season. It's like not a whole lot, but a lot. Of yeah. weird the, stuff. The show, the show, like each episode in itself is a journey. On top of the season being a journey, and then the overarching story, it's it's a lot. It is really a, a lot to digest. Yeah. This is not a show that I suggest people to binge watch. Mm, I I think you have to because it's I, I I would definitely recommend because it's so weird. Like you don't know what's going on. That actually, the no, first maybe whole right. season. Yeah, it's like maybe you are right. You're like watching episodes like, what was that? What did, what went on? But then when you see the whole season, you're like, oh, okay. Actually, I think you are correct because the first season I binge watched and I was like, man, this is really good. Mm -hmm. But then I watched the second season weekly. And by the third or fourth episode, I was like, I need to take a break. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. In small bits, it doesn't really make sense as a whole. You can kind of see it better. Because you're trying to remember what happened the last episode. And the show is very weird it's not clear what's happening ever that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah actually, actually yes absolutely 100 yeah 100%. That's the, the and first... it deals and it deals with like like traveling Men... through time and yeah. space and mental capacity and mm. you're first conscious and the first season like language is purposely you're supposed to be confused because of something going on yeah so and it has to do a way. lot with like um like because he is like multiple personality. Like that's the oh. point of his characters. He's mm-hmm. named Legion because he like absorb in the comic book he like absorbs different people's we are many. personalities. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But when he manifests, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew or isn't a comic expert, is when he uses a power he manifests as that person. Like yes. he like oh, yeah. he had a power like he literally had someone who was like a, a Middle Eastern terrorist that lived inside of him and then when he switches hmm. to that ability to use so that power they, that takes over because he doesn't do that in the show yet i'm wondering it when he takes uh what's her name's power that that starts happening because uh, she changes places with the people she touches yeah it's so i i love the show but it's actually been one of my my biggest gripes is that they haven't done anything with mm. the actual powers of legion yet because it's like his which I thought they were doing the first season, and it just hasn't happened yet. What? So. Where do I find this show? Hulu. F- I think it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It F- is on Hulu. It's it's uh, airing on FX. FX. Okay. Gotcha. The first yeah. two seasons, I want to say on Hulu, so you can watch it there. And, and then, then they drop the episodes. This third season is was planned to be the last season, and uh, I hear Xavier's going to show up at some point. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They've hinted at him. Quite a few they times. showed him for a few seconds battling uh, a character in sunglasses as mm-hmm. a cartoon. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, there's that. And then uh, I watched Annabelle Comes Home. The How was that? Annabelle. It was, it was fun. His, uh, the Wan Universe movies are hit or miss. This one was, I would say it's a, a watchable one. What, what is Annabelle Comes Home? Uh, it's the third... 
Annabelle movie, which was a spinoff of The Conjuring. Oh, okay. This this is, correct me so, if I'm wrong, but there's like The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Annabelle Comes Home. No, no, no. Uh, Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Annabelle... Annabelle, like Annabelle, the beginning or something. The beginning, like that. Yeah. yeah. And then Annabelle comes home, and, and then the nun. And but then they also they're not the same, but they don't they doesn't the Conjuring and Insidious have this isn't uh, Patrick Patrick Wilson's Wilson in, in both, both of them, them yeah. and they're both kind of horror movies. So James Wan, have that James Wan did direct Insidious and Conjuring, but Conjuring has because it's uh, based off of real people. Yes, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, and. It's Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga from uh, the Godzilla movie you hated. The, <laughs> the character, mom. the oh, character you yeah, probably remember the most, but she's she's fantastic in she these did movies. Irritate me, but Lorraine what Warren was amazing, and they're a little bit in this, but it was more about their daughter and the daughter's babysitters in this one, where teenagers be stupid, they let the uh, Annabelle out, and madness ensues. Awesome. Anything else, Ben? Uh, nothing. Oh, I, w- I was going to say, uh, these, uh, Conjuring Universe movies are always hit or miss. The, f- the first Annabelle movie is not good. The second one, which is a prequel, is good. And then this one was good. The Nun is not good at all. That movie is trash. And then there was, uh, <laughs> The Conjuring, God the Conjuring 3, which was not good, which... Was a sequel or prequel? I can't remember. But then the Conjuring Four was good, and that was a that was a prequel. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole universe. Yeah, but yep, that's that's what I got to say about the James Wan universe. I love I love his movies, even uh, Aquaman. Yes, Aquaman, my man. (laughs) I enjoyed his cinematography. I didn't enjoy the movie. My man. Did you watch his Fast and the Furious? Is Aquaman your man, or is it just Jason Momoa? Both. Okay. <laughs> I, sta- I stand by that Woo-hoo! movie. Oh, I wow. stand by that movie. <laughs> so it's a popcorn film. Like, that's the point. You're right. We're, uh, after the first 15 minutes, I can go and get popcorn and go sit on the couch, eat it, then come back like for the last 15 minutes. No, you mm-hmm. you don't need to go get the popcorn until <laughs> there's the weird love scene <laughs> about halfway through for about 20 minutes where the movie completely changes tonally and you're just like, what the hell is going on? But then it gets right back to it. And then you're uh, like, sure. all right, this is pretty cool. All right, Andrew, what are you going to watch? So you and I watched one, which I think we'll talk with yours. Yeah, we, yeah, so we can talk about was, it online. Yeah, uh, which was Child's Play, the new one, um, which was okay. Uh, that's what I'll, I'll talk more when you, you talk. Yeah, of course. What well. else you been watching? Uh, and then I saw, uh, for Andrew's all around amazing anime adventures, I watched Whisper of the Heart, which is another Studio Ghibli. Keeping on going. <laughs> uh, this one is actually the first um, person who to direct a Ghibli feature film that wasn't Miyazaki or. I already forgot his name. Uh, Tamahaka. Tamahaka. Takahashi, sorry. Uh, <laughs> See, we got you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and his his last name is Kondo, and he was actually supposed to come in to take over for Miyazaki and um, Takahashi, and 
uh, he actually passed away two years after making this movie. Um, he got a brain brain aneurysm and uh, died. And it was uh, the first time Miyazaki ever came out and said that he was going to retire was because of this. Because um, he was a really close friend. Um, but the movie is really interesting because you look at the box and on the front of the box is a girl in a red dress with a like a humanoid cat. And it's like, oh, this is going to be super crazy awesome. Oh, is that the one Studio with Ghibli. the giant cat? They're like standing at the bus stop? No, that's, no, my, that's, neighbor that's my neighbor Toto. Oh, okay. Those are trolls. Those are forest trolls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so that was actually what I was thinking this movie was going to be. And it's not at all. Uh, that cat person on the box is a cat doll for the most, the majority of the movie. And then he appears at the end when she actually writes a story about him. And so it's more of like a, like a, her imagination of what her story is. And that's where that character is. And he's only in it for about two or three minutes. Uh, and the, the rest of the movie is a slice of life, uh, movie. It's about a girl who is in high school who, or middle school going into high school, who is like, I don't, I don't care about love, blah, blah, blah. And then finds a mysterious name that she starts seeing everywhere in books that she loves reading. And so she becomes obsessed with this person and then finally meets him. And he's like, he's a kid who makes violins and is going to Italy to make violins and she instantly just falls in love with who he is and what he aspires to do and she falls in love with the idea that he wants something for his future and is willing to go out and get it because it's that whole thing is like you don't know if you don't try that's just never been her it's like just study do work go to school she says I live day by day and so once he brings that to her it inspires her to create uh, a story uh, because she's an incredible writer which is shown at the beginning where she is trying to translate country road uh the john denver oh, okay. um, song into um japanese and so she's movie. <laughs> uh she's bringing um different wasn't, versions until then <laughs> yeah it's it's a very important part it, the song no, is the violin sounded really familiar okay. but the i mean the japanese girls singing country road in japanese yeah. repeatedly kind of sticks in your head so. yeah and so the the fun thing is she's trying to translate it in a way that uh just sounds good melodically not even just like oh these are what the words actually are so she's trying to do it where it's like oh the japanese words kind of line up with how the english sounds uh at one point where she writes it concrete roads instead of con- country roads because she's actually writing uh, about living in Tokyo, and so how instead hmm. of um, that's really cool. Yeah, instead of the dirt roads, it's concrete roads, and uh, it it's a fun story. It is probably the most slice of life Studio Ghibli movie I've seen, um, which is very uh, which they bring back on from uh, up on Poppy Hill later on, uh, which is also a very much of a girl in school going through exams. That's a that's a theme they use where then she meets someone that she didn't think she would like and then she starts liking him and they develop a bond. That movie's weird because it's weird incest tones. And well, I was gonna say something, but you just stopped me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> on that note i was gonna say any studio studio ghibli movie it's like there's a girl and yeah. she goes through a transformation yeah very yeah. much so uh which was <laughs> interesting here. even when in the movie porco rosso which has a male lead uh the their focus about halfway through the movie goes on to a um young female mechanic that starts fixing his plane that he becomes interested in and like everyone does because you know she can build things but she's also really pretty so yeah of of the adventures you've taken me on with the anime andrew uh-huh. that's the only one i've been interested in porco rosa it's porco rosa uh not pompoco <laughs> no i have no interest <laughs> in seeing pompoco is there anything else you watched this week uh i'm trying to think there probably was and i just can't is, oh, there is no we, keanu reeves movie we yesterday we watched a movie called heathers it was an 80s movie with uh, oh, Christian yeah. Slater. Oh, Christian and Oh, Christian Slater. He's, he, he's the most Christian Slater, Christian Slater in this movie. Actor. Like, he Every time he speaks, you're like, you hey, sound like a should, vile like, scumbag. We should, like, kill him or, like, whatever. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> when, they, like, when they actually do kill someone, she's like, we killed someone. He's like, well, yeah. It's yeah, like, that's, what that's, is this movie? Like, it's like what you do, man. Christian <laughs> Slater was built for the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And he it, belongs there. Is this <laughs> where you're going to tell the story of what happened? For in Heathers? Why you have five hours of sleep, or are you going to tell the no, story? No, no, that's no, going to no. be in Biomodded. Oh, okay. No, this was... Right, cool. we, we, we watched no, I didn't it watch it. Listen to Biomodded. Yeah, listen to Biomodded. That's why Andrew and Reel It In is kind of tired. Yeah, he's tired. So, uh... Two new TV shows came out this week, and I'm a sucker for game shows. I love game really? shows. Really? Oh, I'm a huge oh, game Price is show Right, fan. man. Price is Right, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, um, uh, Press Your Luck. Are you smarter than a fifth the grader? Dating, are you smarter than a fifth grader, <laughs> which John Cena is now hosting on Nickelodeon. No yep, absolutely. Um, all of them. Like the Game Show Network channel. Um, I think it was just called the Game Show Network. Yeah. I like it when in doubt that was the channel I put on for cable TV. It was either that or the history channel. And then when the history channel shifted away from being a history channel and the game show network stayed game show network, that's what I went to watch the dating game or did you ever watch that game show where it has the, like the smartest dude in the world and people had to, people had to outsmart him or they're the one versus 100. Yeah. Uh, there's a stump the Schwab, which was a sports version of the one you're talking about okay. where there was the really intelligent man that people had to outsmart, but it was for sports where there was one guy who had just had an insane amount encyclopedia knowledge of sports and people had to outsmart him and win money. And there's a whole bunch. Oh, uh, there's uh, Ben Stein. Oh yeah. Was ben, another one ben Stein's money. Yeah. That was and a great ben show. Stein's money. Anyways, this is devolved. Before into- <laughs> you get too deep, there is a documentary. I think it might be called the man who knew too much it is about a guy who st- studied the price is right religiously and went on that show multiple multiple times and he started like calling out numbers to the exact amount because he knew them like he programmed spreadsheets and everything uh to track and and predict prices and uh that's interesting it reminds me a story of that the original have you guys ever watched press your luck no whammies no whammies Nope. Well, the uh-huh. idea is that so basically, there's this big giant board, and oh, and it's, there's a bunch story. of uh, uh, squares on it, and yeah. then a random light bounces around, but each 
spot on the board says something like five thousand dollars a yacht or i'll have a whammy or minus oh, five thousand but what happens is that where that yeah that yeah, phrase yeah. came from exactly so if you got three whammies you got knocked out of the game if you got the first time you got a whammy it knocked you down to like a set number kind of like um who wants to be a millionaire once you reach a certain amount it will knock you down to you know once you get five thousand you can only be knocked down to five thousand but if you get three whammies you leave with nothing and basically it was how far do you want to press your luck um because you're like every time you would go back to the board there'd be more whammy spaces on the board so again how far do you want to press your luck what happened is a guy learned the algorithm of the when to stop the light <laughs> And this was in like 1976, it was in the 70s. And he figured it out and he went on, he run thousands of thousands of dollars, which would be, uh, you know, just in for inflation now, it would probably, I think at the end of it, it was like millions of dollars he won and they canceled the TV show. He literally canceled the show. He canceled the show, went off air and then it came back and for a little while. And then it got canceled again, and it's it's yeah. coming back the, now. This uh, this guy changed the rules for Prices Right as well. Like they had to enforce certain things, and uh, I think like they have Drew Carey on the show, like telling the story of when everything like someone guessed a showcase showdown to the exact dollar, and he was like, "That's impossible." Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, because if you isn't if you guess to an exact dollar, if you're within a certain amount, you get both showcases. Uh, I don't think so. With the showcase showdown, you have two people, uh, bidding on separate show, uh, showcases. Yeah. And so whoever's closer wins, to theirs, but if yeah. you get, if you get yours exactly, I'm pretty sure you win both oh, really? showcases. Wow. That's what, yeah. because they're just like, no one's ever going to get it exactly. So if you do, you right, get right. both. But you know anyways, that, that documentary is awesome. <laughs> okay. It's I need great. to, wa- I need to watch that. So the reason why I bring it up is I watched two game shows this week. One isn't the greatest. One is actually pretty cool. Um, one is called Holy Moly, which is <laughs> created by or produced by Stephen Curry, the basketball player. And basically, <laughs> yeah. So basically imagine, do you guys know Wipeout? The obstacle course yeah, yeah, that yeah, people yeah. got wiped out. So imagine Wipeout had a baby with miniature golf, and that's what you get with Holy Moly. Where play. they bring in where they bring in put me on uh mm-hmm. they bring in like professional like golfers like one of the guys was a golf coach other two they had two amateur women golfers on he had to do it in a unicorn suit which apparently like lives at a miniature golf course who was really good and basically they compete and then it turns into a tournament until three people are left and they go through an obstacle course where they have to hit a golf ball and then whoever gets it in the least amount of strokes wins. So what you're like telling me is like $50,000 and then a green, a green plaid jacket and a gold golf club. Like Steph Curry is the best funnest dad ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Steph Curry's actually really good at it because one of the holes, what happened is you had it. So basically they both hit their ball and whoever got closest, like horseshoe closest to this pin, um, whoever got closest got a choice. They could either let Steph Curry take the next sh- shot for them, <laughs> or they would allow a robot to take the next shot, which was programmed. It was like a golf programmed robot. And these two people hit it, and the guy who got it chose the robot, and the robot had a better shot than Steph. But Steph Curry got close, though. So, But it was like an insane, like, hit it way up and down, and you had to still use, like, a putter wedge. There wasn't, like, you don't use different golf clubs. But these courses were insane. It was fun. Like, it was fine. This was the show. I was like, all right, that's whatever. I'll maybe watch yeah, it again. Yeah. Maybe not so much. Um, it has Rob Riggle on as one of the oh, color commentators. He's funny. With Joe Tessitore, who does Monday Night Football. 
<laughs> and surprisingly, Joe Tessitore held his own, but they just let Rob Riggle do his thing. Yeah, and yeah. Rob Riggle is hilarious. Really, really funny. You know, he was a Marine. He was actually a... I think I did. He was that. an extremely high-ranking Marine really? that just recently retired. Oh, yeah. He was in huh. charge of a ton of people. Like, he was a an equivalent of a colonel, I want to say. Wow. Yeah. So, he was in for a while. Like, he retired, That's... retired from the military. Like, he was in <laughs> for 20 years, and he... He did all that, but he was part of like National Guard kind of a thing. He's That's not why he was typical able to... of most high-ranking no, Marines, not at all. I don't believe. So um, it was pretty funny. The other show I watched is called The Wheel, which is awesome. It's hosted by Dax Shepard. So uh, what? What? <laughs> Dax Shepard. But Dax Shepard. I love Dax Shepard. Yeah, I think I, he's, I think he's really good. Um, it's kind of like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire meets Wheel of Fortune meets Plinko? I, I get, yes. no, well, not not do, necessarily. Do they get to be in the wheel? No. Oh. So what happens is there's this giant wheel uh-huh. which has random amounts of money on it, and I think if you per- perfect the show, like if everything goes your way, you can win like twenty four million dollars. Like Goodness. it's a pretty big payout. So what happens is over sixteen turns, you spin the wheel, and in the first ten turns, you are asked questions that are multiple choice and. Wherever the ball lands after you're done spinning the wheel with the money amount, if you get the question right, you get the money. If you get the question wrong, you lose that amount of money. So, like, Mm. he answered a couple of, like, $500,000 questions. One was a million-dollar question. And I think by the time um, it got to the last uh, four uh, spins, 10 through or 8 through 12, I want to say, is called Building the Wheel. Where you have a five hundred thousand, one million, one point five million, and two million dollar question, but what happens is you are uh, given the first part of the question and you choose one of the money amounts, and whatever money amount you choose um, stipulates to uh, a go back to zero slice on the wheel. So if you choose the two million, you get it wrong. Four new go back to zero. Uh, so your pieces p- are put on the board if you get okay. it right you get four two million dollar pieces put out and so That's there becomes cool. a so strategy y- to it your performance uh, has the ability to modify the the wheel, the wheel and to make your, it better for chances, you or not yeah and then your last four um spins is you, he had his brother on but you would have a significant other whoever is in a um seat that is covered up you can't see what he does and he has a button and basically, at any time, he can press the button, and he locks that money amount for them to walk away with. So then it turns into deal or no deal, where I think when he went into that, he had like $2.3 million on the line, but he missed quite a few questions, so there was a bunch of go back to zero. So like the first offer was, hey, right now, no matter what, you can walk away with like $136,000. Do you only get one button press? You only get one button okay. press, but no one knows when he presses it. So he does all four turns, even oh. though his brother could have pressed it on the first one. So he went all four turns, made it out, and he had $1.7 million on the line, not knowing when his brother pressed it. And his brother came out and he said, I pressed it the first time. (laughs) So instead of walking out with $1.7 million, he still walked out with like $163,000, which after taxes, it's more like $109,000, which don't get me wrong, I'll take $109,000. But knowing that literally your brother brother lost you (laughs) $1.6 million. So this show is awesome. Like it's really cool. My only complaint about it is the wheel is randomized you go up and you spin the wheel but it's computer generated of when it stops but because Mm. the ball that's inside you can't 
it, there's no guarantee that just because you put the no money or go back to zero at the very bottom of the wheel that'll land there. It's really like seven spaces along the bottom of the wheel that the ball can land into. So, so you, it's, it's like a plinko machine. Yeah, it's like a plinko okay, machine. So it is, where it will bounce around, and then when it sits, and it has like two prongs. When the ball sits, whatever slice of the wheel it's on, that's how much money you're dealing with. So it is physically activated. Not it's not just a computer generated. Like, he goes over and he touches it, but then it's a machine that spins it, and he has no choice when it stops. It's just it's random. Like Jack Shepard, oh. when at first he's like, it's random. When so it he stops. doesn't actually get to physically turn the wheel no but they have them go up and actually like yeah yeah you pretend push to push it yeah exactly yeah. so i do yeah I do it's really cool video game. It, it it combines like my favorite game shows of like deal or no deal and who wants to be a millionaire on top of wheel of fortune and plinko and price is right and the strategy of you know do i get the questions right do i get it wrong but then also when you get one of the questions right like the two million dollar questions you have four spaces you can either put one of the spaces as two million or you can spread out the money evenly over all four spaces which gives you more spaces but you don't win as much money if you land on them what's the nature of the questions is it like a lot of it was to, pop culture is it like, like okay one question was um you know the popular event south by southwest takes place in what austin, location texas. yeah and yeah. it was like austin texas new mexico blah 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 blah. or one of the questions was which of these popular tv shows wasn't originally a british sitcom or british show and it was um cash cab the office um and two other uh true detective and then one other show and the guy mm. chose the office. And I, was, and I was slapped him in the face. I was like, you're an idiot. Like, everyone knows that's a British show and everything. Yeah. One question is what animal was on the front of um, the, what's the famous hot sauce that everyone loves a lot? Aardvark? The big red. The chicken? It has the chicken oh. on the front of it. Oh. Oh. I call it cock sauce. It's but. sriracha. Sriracha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, it has different questions like that within it. So, I liked it. It was really good. Anyways. It's a rooster. <laughs> It's a rooster. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's a rooster. Um, went and saw Child's Play. That's why play. he calls it that. Yes, uh, like the rooster. <laughs> yeah, that's why I call it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, I mean, that's yeah, what yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone calls mm-hmm. it, right? Right. Anyways, yes. went and saw Child's Play. Yes. Um, so, Andrew, go ahead. What do you think of Child's Play? Uh, I, I, it was shot well. No. <laughs> it, was, it was beautifully <laughs> shot. shot. Uh, there was a lot of problems with it, uh, from my perspective, um, to the point where I'm actually sad that they took away the spiritual aspect. Yep. Like it really hindered uh, a yeah, lot of Chucky it. has no personality. Has He's no personality. Just an AI. Yeah, and it it didn't feel right the entire movie. And then it's like, why is he so sadistic? Like, why wouldn't AI turn this sadistic if you turn off its safety mechanisms because like it has no perception of morality. Yeah, it's, but it everything everything it everything well, it was doing it was the... to be still be his friend. Yes, that that's the premise is that he, all he understands is this is quote unquote his best friend, his master, and he'll do anything for him. So when kids are kids, and he, yeah, you know, I just want him to go away, or he says like certain which, things, which I was totally... he takes it literally. Which I was fine with for most of the movie until the very end when it starts killing everyone. Well, he he was betrayed. Yeah, he even says, if I can't be your best friend, then nobody can. To me, that's the sadistic part. Like, mm-hmm. as it's, an AI, it's because like, his AI went wonky when he was literally killed. 
to, and brought to back. me it just did it didn't yeah like it being a a serial killer and that all that if for some reason when he was wonky and got killed and then like something else happened like well they show him like watching the horror movies and that's yeah. one of his initial mm-hmm. impressions upon him that literally he goes grabs a knife and he almost like kills um the main character's friend right there and there. yeah yeah so like they should i agree with you the, no, 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 I, I understand what leaps. they, yeah, I understand what they were trying to do, but that's where I was like, it was easier, easier shown when it was, a, there was a serial killer in this doll, and it's like, oh, okay, that's why he's, I also he's found the uh, original doll to be much better looking. Yes. Totally. That's With this, we talked we about it. Talk not look good. The problem yeah. is that when you make a remake of something that was campy and is a cult classic, like child's the original child's play was Mm. the problem is is that now when you remake it now you can't just do the same thing just in basically what the guy did was what does chucky in from 1980 look like in 2019 and that's where i think he went wrong is well and that's another issue i have is no child in their right mind has this doll and that's like, why they, I think they, why they added whereas in the, the, in the, in the it's, it's a horror that's, movie. You that's have why to. I think they, yeah, they made the kid older. He would definitely wouldn't have it as a doll. But I think that's why they added in the he's an AI, so he, you'd have this doll to control all the other stuff. Yeah, that was the point. Is that it was essentially a Siri or a Alexa. It was just in a doll form. Like it helped control. Like hey, no, no, turn no, yeah, on yeah, the TV. Yeah, hey, yeah, control this. Hey, control that. And it was for the kids and, and everything. It, it, it like. Like she was a single parent and she was at the end of a rope and I mean it was a throwaway. No, no, no. So. I know why. I know why he has the doll. Oh, okay. I'm like saying kids, like kids. kids in general. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. You have to like, take a leap. Yeah. Whereas in the I think the it 80s is, it was is, a little bit more because like it is just the fact that like that they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty like much cabbage patch doll and it was yeah, very comparable. Yeah, yeah whereas, absolutely. Whereas now now it's like you can't just be like this tablets possessed you yeah. know that's <laughs> basically what kids have instead of yeah, yeah. It's, and which yeah, is it's not the same. which is what they do in a way um i think adults have more like dolls now than children do yeah true. with collectibles yeah and, uh so but, there there's just a lot that like it wasn't I, bad it was no, just not it was just it it, it left me wanting it felt off like mm-hmm. if I had to assign a specific, word you guys to should the movie, go watch the off. original. It that's makes why that I want so much better. That's why why I've heard actually the best way to watch this movie is uh, watch the original. <laughs> of like, you should go watch this movie, but then go watch the original right after because mm-hmm. then you'll appreciate the original so much more and the charm of the original actually comes out more. Mm-hmm. It's warm tongue. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's more scary, like? supernatural demonic or ai gone wrong supernatural demonic okay well it's not demonic it is just a guy in a a psycho guy in a doll's the original so the original one yeah Yeah. the original one was it was serial killer he like performs a personality he performs it he's like shot by the cops he performs a a ritual and then places yeah the guy who plays worm tongue oh i didn't know that yeah is that the name of the doll chucky 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 is the name of worm tongue uh, Lord of the Rings. From Lord of the Rings. Rings. Grima Wormtongue. Wow. The second Amanda. <laughs> the one that Saruman. like whispers to the King of Rohan. He's got he's always got that slimy black hair. Anyways, if we showed okay. you Pickett. Any, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I agree with you. It, Talking about Mr. Smith? No. no. Oh, okay. So for me, I actually disagree, is that I would have to go with AI. 
because if I, I guess in the weird in my brain is that if I'm dealing with a demonic evil, then that means that there's an angelic opposite to it so that you could rely on that other side of the coin of mm-hmm. how do you fight demonic evil? You fight it with God and belief and religion and uh, everything along that lines, as opposed to if you just got an evil AI, you're just screwed. EMP, bro. Oh, say, that's a good point. Uh, EMP is not bad. I was EMPs, just like, actually, that's great. EMPs. That's a, I now worship EMPs. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. So for me, I agree. I actually thought the last third of the movie, like when they get into blocking the shopping, like mm-hmm. that is when I was like, okay, this is a little bit more of what I expected. My biggest complaint about the movie was actually Aubrey Plaza. Well, actually, no, I have two. I take that back. Our repository is my biggest complaint. She's one of my biggest complaints. I just don't buy her as a single mother. And I felt she, she was, was very Aubrey Plaza. Exactly. Yeah. That was my thing. And is she was just Aubrey Plaza. Which and is it's like, which would be fine. Um, I just I couldn't feel that she had an emotional connection with this kid. Mm-hmm. And it she was felt like, like a bigger sister than yeah, a single yeah, mother. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that which was is my like a millennial mom, really. No, that, <laughs> actually, no. Maybe that's a, that is a good point. So it felt mm-hmm. it felt weird there. My biggest complaint is how they handle killing off people. Outside of, spoiler alert, outside of killing the mom, who you feel for there, the other three people... The, 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 the neighbor's mom. The neighbor's, the neighbor's mom. mom. Um, yeah, apologies. The neighbor's mom. Um, the three people they kill, who is the boyfriend who's actually married, um, the weird, creepy maintenance guy... And then the, her I boss swore was Jack Black until they went down. Yeah, below. he looked. Like, yeah, he looks quite Black. a bit like Jack Black. And then her boss, Aubrey Plaza's boss, um, at Zed Mark, where they go out of their way to make all three characters, quote unquote, bad people. So it almost leads you to believe mm-hmm. that. So, for example, they one of the, the first people, first person they kill is Aubrey Plaza's boyfriend, who is clearly a dick to the kid and all this. And then you come to find out that he's actually married, so he's leaving a second life. So you're supposed to be like, oh man, this guy's a douche. Yeah. And then you kill him off. So more of a sense of justice. Yeah, a sense mm-hmm. of justice, which they do in horror movies. This is very, very common. Yeah. You find the weird, creepy dude that works at the graveyard like and spies. It's once. That's yeah. the thing. Is it's once, or you kill the teacher who's been you know, mean to all the people and they finally get their comeuppance. The problem was it was every single kill. They pretty much do this where then with the creepy maintenance guy, he has cameras planted in people's bathrooms and he's staring at him. He's like, ah, let me see that. And the whole reason why he has Chucky with him is just because he wants sell to sell him on the black market. No, not, and then, not the black market. eBay. Oh, on he eBay. literally Yeah, yeah that is right. He wants to resell <laughs> it on eBay. And then when they kill the boss, the bot, the whole reason why she gets the doll is she like, Goes up to the boss and she's like, hey, my kid's birthday's coming up. Can I take this home? He says, no, you can't take it. And she's like, well, they're just going to dump it anyways. And if you don't let me take it, I could tell everybody about the fact that you you know, slept with Susan and I could let your wife know. So here's another dude who's had an affair with someone. So like all three people they kind of focus the kill on, it, it, it goes out of its way to be like, you know, if you cheat on your wife or significant other, you deserve to die. I, re- or- I really think that the writer of this movie's dad cheated on his mom. And Maybe. Him. Maybe. Like that's how... <laughs> it just really felt like this person just did not like male males at all. I like, think the, the e, fact like, that the, cop, the like, fact they were like, male ne- was... ne- near the end, the cop like became kind of dickish, and it's just like well, his mom was yeah. killed. And yeah, the kid I know was exactly. Where I was like, this is, I. But the way it just they, were, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know if I would say it was a male thing. The fact that all three characters were male. I don't I don't necessarily think that was I think you can replace let's say instead of being a single mom it's a single dad and it's a girlfriend who's a dick to the kid and then she's actually married. I think the character could be the same exact whether it's male or female. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the fact which that is, the character which, was male, ha- which I, I don't think has me, anything to do with like, it. Like, I agree, except that the three dick characters that they killed off were males. Like, the ones that were the bad people in this movie were males. No, like, I get it. No, I understand. That's where it was just like, this is just weird. Like, the weird... I like the killing in my horror movies to be diverse. <laughs> uh, indiscriminate. Yeah, indiscriminate. And that's like where indiscriminate this, murder. Yeah, it's great. No, I, that's why I, I like the Friday the 13th movies. But I just, you know what? My, Everyone's the same. My, prob- my problem is, again, the morality of they should die because they yes, yeah. cheated on their significant other, lived a double life, or or are just or creepy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a weird of like... Or, because, or doing their job. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Organized no, you can't murder take that. is just too political. Store policy. You can't take that. Yeah, oh, well, no. I'm going to blackmail. I got you. Okay. Having worked in retail, I, I can tell you that people still take stuff. Oh, I and know. And people don't care. No, you worked in retail. I do. You know. uh, the other movie I went and saw was The Dead Don't Die. Ooh. And so there are two lines of Dead Don't Die. There's the Andrew line where he thought it was fine but wasn't the biggest fan. And Ben line who thought it was decent. It was fine, right? It, it was very funny. very funny. Very, very funny. Slow but very funny. Uh. I freaking love this movie. Yeah. This movie's awesome. Um, I agree with you. you. I I may be putting words in your mouth here, but I mm-hmm. do believe you said like the last 40% or the last third or you 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 mentioned a point of the film towards the end that it just gets too much yeah. for you. Yeah. For me, it was one moment, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was, was diverting the, from the script that Adam read. No, no, no. The Tilda Swinton. Yeah, that which diverted oh, from the yeah, script. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Tilda Swinton moment. I agree with you. That that was the moment that it lost me right there. The movie does crumble at the end. Like the last 10 minutes are like, Ugh, this is a little rough and a little mm-hmm. bit too tongue-in-cheek. But what I really liked about the movie is it felt like a zombie movie meets Clerks or these kind of indie-style movies that almost felt like I was watching one giant inside uh, zo- joke. Zombie movie meets Napoleon Dynamite. Yo, yeah, that is yeah, that is a really good... I felt like I was watching an inside joke. And mm. with movies like this, to your credit, Andrew, if you're not in on an inside joke, you don't get it. And you just go, this is stupid. Why are people doing that? And I'm not saying you don't get it. That's mm-hmm. not what I mean by that. Yeah. What I mean is that I felt like I was in on the inside joke. And that's why with a lot of the jokes that they tell, I was like, this is really, really funny. Like, Which, and to me, that's not, the, the comedy in this movie is actually, is the best part. Like, mm-hmm. that's, Yeah, absolutely. That's, and I thought we were with yeah. the, the, a great. Yeah, everyone uh, in the theater was laughing yeah. at pretty much everything. Uh, that I was that, not in a great situation <laughs> for that, but I can tell you that in a second. Um, yeah, to me it was, I, I just, as much as I liked the comedy when it ended, it was like. I don't need to see this movie. Yeah. Again. It's very, it's very. No, I agree with you. I don't think yeah. you have to watch it again. It's very political in its undertones. It, yeah, no, it's yeah. it's like it's super super political. Like it's the point of the movie is yeah. that he is trying to tell a story to the point of like Steve Buscemi's character clearly has a Donald Trump hat on, and it literally just says "Make America White Again." No, 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 keep, no. Re- keep keep white. America keep America white. Is that what it is? Yeah. No, keep. Keep America white again. Yeah, keep aware. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Make America white again. Keep aware. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But it is that red with the white lettering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even at the end with Tom uh, Waits uh, talking about how like we've always been zombies and we're all attached to the things we love. Or, or this is the, again, the, the super only, fracking. It, it was the super fracking. My favorite joke in that. Well, 
again, there's, uh, but then the whole thing with Tilda Swinton, where literally the only non-American character in it is a alien. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's super political to the point that at the end, again, it starts to crumble. But the small parts of it in the writing where the jokes that they tell with, you know, it was a savage, a savage animal, or maybe a few savage. Oh, that animals. was that. I love. That's really funny. So, so that's that's all that beginning part. I loved pretty much up everything up to when everyone starts dying. See, like, even then, even then, I'm I, I liked I liked all of that. When Adam's, no, I got you. Adam's going through the hotel room, and then he's yeah, he's yeah. about to cut off her head, and he goes, "Oh, sweet." Yeah, and he, he sees because he sees Sturgill, the, the dead don't die. The they play the song, song over, over and over again. again. He's actually in that the zombie who's carrying the guitar that says guitar. That's oh, the singer, okay. Sturgill Simpson. Yes, yeah, Sturgill yep. Simpson. That's great. Um, he does the theme song, which the only song. Yeah, yeah, they they do <laughs> it, it quite a bit. It's playing at one point, and Bill Murray's like, "Man, where do I remember this song?" And Adam's <laughs> like, "Well, it's the theme song. It's the theme song." And they even talk about like you know Adam Driver, who I thought was phenomenal yes. in this movie. Really good. He, he even says like, "Oh, I read the script." I like he said. There's a moment in the movie he goes, he's like, "Oh, this won't end great." He keeps saying, yeah, it. he keeps saying it. And, and Bill, Bill Murray's like, really "Why mad. do you keep saying that?" And he's like, "Well, you know, I've read the script, so I know <laughs> what's going to happen." Or the moment where they're having that small talk in the police car, where he's with Bill Murray and he's talking about like Bill Murray's like, "I almost retired once," you know. He's like, "Yep, I know," and he's like, um, "They go in." He starts asking about. It. He's like, "You know, hey, you probably already know." Bill Murray's like, "You probably already know the story." And Adam Driver's like, "Yep, I know exactly why," because he read the script. Yeah. Like that. That's the. Well, and then he. What's even funnier is he goes, he goes. Uh, but what's the full story on that? And then Bill Murray's like, "Are you, are you improving right now?" And, and it's like, it's like this yeah. is weird moment of like, like well, that. Hey, I'm going. I was supposed to retire. And I'm not going to be able to tell my story because I'm going to die later on. And it's like, yeah, Adam Driver tries to get the story out of him then. And then Bill Murray's like, I, what's going on? Yeah. Are you like, improvising? Right are now? you improvising? Yeah. So th- it's very med, very well, meta. Yeah. Yes. They break the, what do they call it? The fourth, fourth wall. Fourth wall. Yeah. yeah. I like sitting on the outside. It sounds like something that's worth watching just to see the performance of it. And yes, to see- Bill Murray and Adam Driver and Tilda Swinton. Are probably the I think best. everybody everybody outside of the female cop in this is I enjoyed thoroughly. <laughs> the female cop gets annoying, but I think yeah. that's mm-hmm. more character, not more. Yeah. She's better at the beginning. Yes, absolutely. Tilda Swinton's great. So you're again one of your complaints is that they went away from Bill Murray and Adam Driver quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I agree they do. But I actually enjoyed every single one of the stories they went. See, I I love Frodo. I you know yeah, like yeah. I thought he was really funny. Also, that's the brother from Get Out. Which he got mm. super skinny for this, and he looks like a weird Macaulay Culkin looking guy in this. That's who I thought actually. I thought he was one of the brothers, but no. No. Uh, also, it has Riza from Wu Tang Clan, and he literally that was he literally you, drives Wu-P-S. a it's Wu P S. But again, so the other thing about it is That's this funny. is one of those movies when you dive deeper into, you get a little bit more of appreciation for. Like for example, Rosie Perez, who's the newscaster's oh. name, is like, you know. Um, Josie Juarez, you know what I'm saying? Like, or even Tilda Swinton's character is Zelda Winston. Like, mm-hmm. he does certain things with that. Again, Adam Driver's character's last name is um, Peterson, and Jim Jarmusch did a movie with Adam Driver a year or two ago, and his last name was Patterson. So, mm-hmm. like, there's a whole bunch of like, again, inside mm-hmm. joke things in here 
where even the tagline for Patterson, the movie that Adam Driver was in, talks about the world is perfect, um, acknowledge the small details. And Riza says that, like when mm-hmm. Frodo's like, hey, drop mm-hmm. some knowledge on me, kind of a thing. <laughs> and like the whole last, apparently this movie is really interesting. I'm gonna, I, I'm interested to watch it. The Patterson one that Jim Darmus directed is literally just about a truck driver enjoying life. Like that's the point. That's with yeah. Adam that's, Driver. That is, yeah, it's Adam yeah, Driver. Just he's just a a truck driver that's living life, and he's just enjoying the fact that he's alive. That's like that's great. the point. It's the point of the movie. It's just be happy you exist, kind of a thing. Hmm. Um, again, like I just thought this movie was, and the fact that he got all the famous people in it that the I hipsters. don't think this. The yeah, the hipsters. The hipsters. I think they're from the big city, Pittsburgh. You know, from my from my yeah. investigation, and then Adam Drive looks over. He's like, "I think they're from Cleveland because the plates Please say Ohio." Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Oh, fair enough." <laughs> he's like, "Cleveland, Ohio." Um, where I don't think necessarily this movie is as good if all the actors are not that famous. Where it's the reason why it's super entertaining is because you see Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Steve Buscemi. Um, I think it's just Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Buscemi. Sorry, yeah. correct. Sorry, I, Bush, what is it? Anyways, Buscemi. Buscemi. There he was go. a firefighter on nine eleven. Glover. He was Donald Glover. Donald, not Donald Glover. Uh, yeah, the other Glover. Danny, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Glover. Yeah. Um, where, and then you get a um, who's the famous singer that's in it? She's part of the Cleveland She's a hipster. Ohio. Selena group. Gomez. Selena, Selena Gomez. Gomez. Mm-hmm. Where. I think it's she because, wasn't too bad actually. No, she like, was yeah. she was great in this. I thought all the characters in this was even the the kids inside of the penitentiary, like the juvenile, yeah, which they never really wrapped up. Like which again, to me, to me, it by. wasn't the actors. It was the, it was. I think that's my thing is the wrap up of some of the characters was just like oh okay. Well, again, the yeah. point is it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like that's the point. And that's the reason I why, I like, that's why I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I hated the like, ending it, of this movie. Well, again, uh, like, if you like Seinfeld or any of those other shows, where the reason why you watch them is mm-hmm. not because they're like Seinfeld, it, it isn't supposed to have a clear beginning and ending. Yeah, like it's there's the reason why the show is so great in that, and that it exists to exist, and that's where I felt this movie is. It, it's here to be here, and that it isn't, you know, it doesn't have to have a point even though he tries to be political in what he's telling. But, like, from beginning to end, it's like a slice of life. Of like, what happens if you're in a middle town, middle America town, and a zombie apocalypse happened? You know, how would these people that are kind of... Just all that polar fracking. The polar fracking, yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't necessarily think you need to rush and go see it, but I think... Definitely watch is, it, though. It, I think it's worth a, a watch. And there are going to be plenty of people who listen to this and they see it and they go, that sucked. And they're going to very much be, you know, uh, in cahoots with you, Andrew, or even more so. Because yeah, because I, I enjoy Yeah, you enjoy the majority of it. I yeah. think people are going to watch this and literally from moment one It'll be the, the people end. that that do, like, hate Napoleon Dynamite just yeah, because they're absolutely. like, what's the point? Yeah. Oh, again, Napoleon Dynamite, it doesn't, there isn't a point mm-hmm. yeah. to Napoleon Dynamite. Well, that's slice of life. So I really, really enjoyed that. So uh, uh, go ahead. I also finished a second viewing of Good Omens with my dad. It oh, was, nice. It was just as funny the second time. Yeah, it's it's a really good ended, show. And it ended, uh, we watched the last two episodes Wednesday where a storm started happening, which was oh. fantastic to go along with a movie about the end times. Yeah, absolutely. It's real, really too bad that Netflix canceled that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, unfortunate. It yeah. And make sure you <laughs> sign you, the petition. You know, you know. We can't have shows like this on Netflix. <laughs> so... Uh, so I actually did away with question of the week. 
So yeah, I know because we're gonna you put replaced a, it. I I did replace it. Okay, but at the top of the show, uh-huh. we're gonna do an old time favorite of "Can You Guess the Movie?" Ooh. Because we're gonna close the episode with a very very exciting segment. I can't wait to show you guys. Oh my! Uh, I think better, at a minimum, it better not be twenty. Questions at a minimum, <laughs> at a minimum, two of you will really like it. Okay, I'm hoping Ben enjoys it. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think he will be a part of it, but. There's a chance that Ben's like, I like it. There may also be a chance that Ben goes, this is stupid. I hate you. You better not have written a bad song, PD. <laughs> and you'll probably hear it at the beginning. Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> this is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I think I got the rules down. I adjusted it. It wasn't a quick, <laughs> hey, let's change the way 20 questions have always worked. I think th- it makes sense. You guys can let me know. We can. It's still in an embryonic stage. You let me know what you think. I cool. can't wait. So here we go. Let's can you guess a movie? Forward. I also adjusted can you guess a movie a little bit. Where I added a new um, question tip I can okay. give you in it, where it's a tagline. So I, I went oh. to the movie, I saw the poster, and I took the tagline oh, off the fun. poster. Okay, because so those are can, weird. Exactly. Yeah. And I whoever see wins, do. we lose. Yeah. <laughs> and this was inspired by. I wish I could do this movie. I just don't think enough people have seen it. Time Cop with John Clad Van Damme, yes. where I saw it and John I saw Pop. the the poster of it, and the poster was like, they took his family. Now does he have? They killed yeah. his wife. Now does he have enough time to save her? Like uh, that doesn't make any. Time all right. Cop. Oh man. Time the, cop. the tagline of Rambo was like, "Now it's personal." Yeah. I'm exactly. Like, what? What? So I'm excited. Uh, let's see if you guys can get it. As okay. always, we start off with a genre. It is a action sci-fi thriller. Action sci-fi. Source thriller. code. Source code. No, it is not source code. Then one day it will be source code. Event Horizon. It is not Event Horizon. That's more of a horror. But there's a ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's in space. It's in space. Uh, I didn't see it. Uh, I'm I'm uh, not Star Wars. Not Star Wars. That is correct. It is not Star Wars. Ben wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's First time. It came out in the year. 2001. 2001 action sci-fi thriller. Action sci-fi thriller. Any guesses? 2001. Can you guess it? Paycheck. Not Paycheck. I do love that movie, though. (laughs) Um, That... I think that was a little bit later. That may have been like 03, 06. That's the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Minority Report. Not Minority Report. I love... That's also an excellent... That's a really good movie. I like Minority Report. One I'm of my still blanking. Okay. Here you go. Here's the tagline. Okay. You guys ready for the tagline? Mm-hmm. Stealing the power of the universes one by one. The one. It is the oh, one. Yeah. It is the one. Who oh. even got it? So director James Wong, actor Jet Li, the James movie Wong. is the one. Um, I thought that was pretty fun. So I'm going to start adding tagline. I will adjust what I will always start with genre, but what comes next may change depending mm. on how I think you would get it. I didn't think you guys would get it a year, and then that's why I want, I want to try and get the tagline every single week, so it may be mm-hmm. the second thing I give you, or maybe if I don't think you're going to get it off a year or director. Well, the taglines are so good. Yeah, I the taglines are great. I saw that in theaters. But I also don't the, want to open with the tagline, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that bought, was my fear. I watched the VHS right and watched it many, many times. Yeah, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. If you haven't watched it, Jason Statham as well. Where it's basically Jet Li jumping from universe to universe trying to stop the evil version of himself. Is that originally a U.S. movie or is that a remake of a Japanese movie? It was U.S. Yeah. Was it? I think so. It's another version of Highlander, just with universes. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Or Gemini Were were you going to say something? 
Yeah, Gemini Man. Oh. The only man who can kill, kill him is, is him. him. <laughs> uh, my problem is pretty much any movie from like 2000 to 2007 uh, in my head happened in the same oh, year. Oh, totally agree. All 90s <laughs> yeah. movies are 90s movies. Yeah, like, like whether it came you, out, you in, give me you give me a specific oh, year in the 90s, I and I can't. Because to me, do. like, there's a a big divider in the 90s. Like, prior to 95 is way different towards. To that the is end a good point. Where a 2001 movie, like for example, here's a good example. Do you know what year The Matrix came out? 99. It is 99. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's one of those ones of like. Yeah, was that that, that feels like a two thousand? Was it? Yeah, everything like that. Um, well, meat and potatoes time. We're talking about mm-hmm. the Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan, his his first big break. He did have yeah. a, he did have he some movies short, before that. Yeah. Uh, well, he actually directed a movie called The Following. Following, I think. Following, just following, just yeah. following not the. Which is a it's like an hour. Yeah, it's yeah. again. Uh, and this was his like really big break, which was uh, Memento. Which Memento is a 2000 American neo-noir psychological thriller written and directed by Christopher Nolan, produced by Susan and Jennifer Todd. The film script was based on a pitch by Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother. Incredible writer. Yeah, who later wrote the story Memento Mori from the concept. It stars Guy Pearce, Carrie Ann Moss, and Joe Pantoliano. Am Pantoliano. I Pantoliano. Who should be in more, in my opinion. Yes, He's absolutely. So great. Pierce stars as a man who, as a result of a past trauma, has integrated amnesia, the inability to form new memories, and has short-term memory loss approximately every five minutes. He is searching for the person who attacked him and killed his wife using an intricate system of Polaroid photographs and tattoos to track information he cannot remember. What do you guys think? Overall impressions, let's start with Andrew. Oh, I love this movie. Uh, I... It's not the first Christopher Nolan movie I saw because I think Batman Begins was the first Nolan movie I watched. Uh, but I, I remember that uh, Ben and my older brother really liked this movie. They had it. Uh, and it was something that I always was like, maybe I'll get around to it one day. And then finally did watch it. Watch it, And I was like, what is going on? The the best way to watch this movie is not knowing what the movie's about. Absolutely. Um, and then just to sit with the ride and be like, what, what's going on? Because the crazy before, thing is before you go deeper, yeah. if you've not seen Memento and you don't know anything about it, like legitimately go watch it right yeah. now and yeah. come back because yeah. we are going to get, obviously we always get into deep spoilers, but the second you start talking about this movie, it removes elements that if you wouldn't have known going in, it like Im- impacts it. So yeah. go, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, so the crazy thing is, I do recommend people watch it twice, but just so they can catch those small elements. But by the end of the movie, you act, it's it's rare for a Christopher Nolan movie kind of to do this. You actually understand pretty much everything that had happened. Like, and they the... do a really good job of like, oh my gosh, like that makes this makes sense. Like this movie. And like, the, it wasn't making sense until it just now. The biggest reason why is because the way it's shot is that you yeah. watch the movie in reverse order. Yeah. And that a lot of with Christopher Nolan movies, it's kind all about of. what's the big, yeah, yeah. interstitial uh, things are put out. But a lot of these with like The Prestige or Interstellar or not the Batman movies, but Inception. a lot of his other Inception is there's what's the big twist at the end as opposed to this starts at the end. And mm-hmm. kind of, you're just like, okay, the whole movie is how did we yeah. get here kind of a thing. Kind of. It actually starts at both ends. Uh, you're, you're watching slices from 
the end and the beginning, and then they meet in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is but just the, mind-blowing. The very first thing you see sure, is, is the, the end, end yeah. of the movie. So uh, was there any other adage that you were no, adding? No, uh, except the fact that I feel like Guy Pierce should have had a bigger breakout. He looks the... so much like Brad Pitt, too. Yeah. Like... It, it's, it's, it's weird to me because I... I think he's an incredible actor. Yes. Um, he's just in the, like... I think Guy Pierce was... is the reason why he's not, like, he. I think he does it to himself. Oh, okay. Because he like, just chooses the strangest, most yeah, random Yeah, he's roles. in a bunch of random stuff. He actually got a start on a British soap opera, which he was on for 450 episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, on wow. it for, yeah, he was really? on it for a very, very, like, four or five years. He started, it's called Neighbors. If I remember correctly, this Which is out... actually still on. Around the same time as the Time Machine, which he was, which was his "quote unquote" big break, but it never, he never came back yeah. after that. I it, the thing with Guy Pierce is that, for that horrible prison sci-fi one, prisoners. yes, where he tries to rescue like the president's daughter yeah. or something like that. From, but anyways, from a prison station in yeah. space uh, that they just I step out that, of and drop down from. Yeah, I watched that movie purely because Guy Pierce was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we like, did as well. <laughs> and the thing with Guy Pierce is that he's not. Is not that he's a bad actor. He's an incredible actor. Yeah. I think you hit on it is it's movie choice. Like the movies yeah. he decides to oh, I think he only does what in. he wants. I don't yeah. think he cares he's, about sure. Iron Man 3. That's a fantastic yeah, movie. He was oh, he yeah, yeah he was the bad one. guy in it. It's oh, better than funny. 2. I didn't see it. But he <laughs> also played like a transvestite, I believe, in a movie. I wouldn't be surprised. He strikes me as a Yeah, and then he was in uh, Lawless as well. He was yeah, he's like, in Lawless. He's in The Road. He's in a bunch of Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah. He's Waylon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Ben? What did you think of the? I really enjoyed m- it. Memento. And yeah, upon second viewing, like it's little things here and there, um, like you see and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, uh, one of the funniest things is there's I don't know if it was like a Twitter or something, but it was a uh, movies backwards, like uh, Jaws backwards is people get a shark, like saving people from the water and putting them back on land. And then memento backwards makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Which, so funny enough, we'll get into a little more interesting facts a little bit later, but one of the ones I left out was the second DVD release of it, you had to do this memory game on the menus, and if you did, you were allowed to watch the movie in chronological <laughs> order. Oh, oh that's wow. awesome. Yeah, like it was that's... it was cut in a way that it literally is no, it from didn't, beginning No, it didn't say it makes sense. End. It just said it's a normal movie. Yeah, it's a normal movie. And I... I do. I want to ask you guys. Still, actually, be worth watching. See, that's my yeah. question: is if this movie was legitimately from beginning to end, cut chronologically, so would I wanna, still be I interesting? See that. Yeah, I want to yeah. see what such that would a different be. adventure, like a different journey that you have with the protagonist, for sure. I I think it would actually be more of a Christopher Nolan movie for this reason, because the ending twist at the end is that you know, obviously, spoilers for people. I mean, if you're listening, you're already ready for it, is that he chooses to now turn Teddy into his next John G, knowing mm-hmm. that, hey, when I wake back up, I'm I'm probably going to end up killing him. And that and that's you do get that the reveal at this end of this movie, but that still would be the ending reveal. If you watch mm-hmm. this in chronological order, the reveal would be like he's still choosing to mm-hmm. do these things. So mm-hmm. I think you would still be able to have a movie that makes a ton of sense in that. In that way, and that the movie was actually wrote chronologically and then adjusted, so there's a reason why that that's even sense. crazier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It made for a lot of comedic effect, though. Like when he's in the bathroom, 
And he wakes up and he's like, huh, I'm not I'm, drunk. This, this is, I'm not drunk. Yeah. And he goes in the shower <laughs> and takes a shower in like the villain's bathroom. Yeah. I, and, oh, and again, this movie is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. What's up? Nothing. What Keep going. Keep going. I love the scene where he's like, am I chasing this guy? Nope. Yeah, he's chasing me. <laughs> or or the the scene where with the, at the hotel room where he like credit cards the first room, kicks it open, and then realizes he's supposed to kick open room six, not room nine. <laughs> yeah. it, like it, it, like there's a lot of money. Or like when he finds out when the hotel owner or uh, the front desk guy admits that he's charging him for two rooms because <laughs> yeah. he knows he's not going to remember, and he's just like you know always keep a receipt. Like there's really really funny moments in this movie that they do a really good job yeah. with. Like what happens if an actual person, you know, had the five minute memory? Like the things that you would have the comedic value. A great out of great it. Uh, appearance of Mark Boone Jr. Is that who? Yeah, yeah, he's in. Yes, uh, I think Sons of Anarchy. He's like one of. A he's also character. in yeah. Batman, Batman Begins. Begins. Where are the drugs? Oh yeah, he's the crook. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. The Nolan guy. always seems to work with the same people if he yeah, can. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Will? What was your overall impression? So this was actually my first time ever seeing the movie, and I, I didn't really know anything about it other than it. It was, I knew it was highly conceptual about a guy with memory problems. That's about it. Um, and I loved the journey. Of course, my attention, like I. I paid hyper attention to this. I knew it was going to be very detailed. There were going to be a lot of twists and turns that, uh, so I paid heavily attention to it. And I think conceptually it just, it worked really well. One of the things that is very consistent in Nolan films, uh, apart from like Batman begins is he always has a concept that the whole movie's about, but he also like, you kind of find out that you you have been a part of that concept. And I think it's really interesting that he decided to do uh, a reverse chronological movie because you're you're kind of empathizing and learning things with this character about who he is. But at the same time, you yourself are having to try to remember what happened previous, you know, because they showed the scene before it. And in order to make sense of what you're watching, you had to remember what came after but which is also before so you're constantly trying to play these memory games while you're progressing in a way that you just don't ever and, and there's a reason for that and we'll get that in a little bit and it's a fun the reason why nolan did the movie the way he did um it's called the pizza guy theory and we'll talk about that a little bit later but i agree with you he's yeah. purposely trying to like and, go ahead uh, like an example of probably the easiest one to understand was like the prestige where he explains a magic trick where there, I I can't remember. There's like three stages to it. And then you realize that the whole structure of the movie is set up in those stages. Mm -hmm. So he introduces a concept and then runs you through it and you realize, Oh, I just was pulled through a magic trick. And it's just, uh, it is kind of taking filmmaking to a deeper dimension than most directors are allowed to do it. Yeah. That's, that's my, that one's my favorite of his to watch a second time. Because then you're like, I can now see that process. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, uh, great movie. I mean, great acting. I, I'm so happy that uh, Joe Pantoliano got this role and ended up in the film. Because I think that he's just so fun and interesting. Uh, when So when I was watching the movie, though, I was like, man, 
that motel looks like a very particular motel in San Francisco that I, that I've seen. And then like right after that, he's like, I know who I am. I'm Leonard from San Francisco. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I drove past that hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even like the line after he says that where Teddy says, he's like, you know who you were. You don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, because he keeps responding to that. Like, he, like Teddy says multiple times, like, you don't know who you are. He's like, I do. I'm Leonard. You know, like, I remember things before the accident. Like, I I know what happened mm-hmm. up to that point. I just can't make new memories. He's like, well, that's the point. Like, you don't know who you are. You're going to forget who you are in five minutes. Like, that's... Yeah. And I think that there I, I, there were inconsistencies with how the memory worked. And I think that that was on purpose, perhaps. Like, when he's uh, he's lying in bed with that woman while she's asleep and he's kind of talking to himself and he's explaining what it's like to wake up every day knowing his wife is gone and oh when he's talking to carrie ann moss yeah she's she's asleep though she's kind of just yeah yeah yeah. maybe he knows her doesn't but but, because after he talks about it he rolls out of bed and then she rubs the empty spot that he he was in right after he talks about the idea of you wake up and yeah, you roll over and you expect your your wife the, to be there. The thing is, is in this condition, he wouldn't remember what it's like to wake up. You, yes, he would, because he remembers. And he remembers it everything up accident. to the accident. But uh, right, but waking up knowing your wife is gone is something that happened after the accident. That's true. It would be, and the reason why you explain it is because of repetition. When again, the whole point of the movie, he has Mm. the reason why he's able to do certain things he does is because, and you see it like every time he wakes up, he goes, I awake, I'm awake. What's the situation? I'm awake. What's the situation? I'm awake. And it's been programmed into it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I agree agree with you. There are certain leaps you have to take. He does it not uh, cognitively, but just um, instincts. That that makes sense. Because the other thing I noticed was that he would instinctively look for his Polaroids and I'm like, you wouldn't know to do that, like check a very specific pocket in your coat for these things. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that makes sense. And they do uh, talk about that, you know, when they like tell the story of Sammy Jenkins. Um, so, but with him, the conditioning didn't work. And he kind of explains how part of that is like, you learn to fake a lot of things. Yeah. So we'll actually, I, we are, I will finish the conversation with theories. There are three popular theories about this movie of what's Hmm. the true meaning, like what actually happened. And I'm interested to see what you guys said, but first let's get into some interesting facts. So originally the part was meant for Brad Pitt, like Christopher Nolan want, wanted Brad Pitt to play this. I think he could, he would have done it. Yeah, he would have been, I, I, I found out about this interesting fact before, before watching the movie again. Mm -hmm. So then when I watched the movie the entire time is like, I see Brad Pitt. Like, yeah, like I could see Brad yeah. Pitt absolutely doing 12 this. monkeys fight club uh, seven, yeah. like the whole yeah. like this. He would have been really good in this. Also, Brad Pitt is blonde naturally. And I don't think Guy Pierce, like you can tell his hair yeah, was yeah. bleached. Like it almost felt like he was meant to be. And this goes along with who else he considered. Uh, others considered were Aaron Eckhart, Thomas Jane huh. and Charlie Sheen. Those were the big <laughs> ones he wanted to get. But when he couldn't get a A-lister at the time. He got Guy Pierce. A Guy Pierce approached him and said, I read the script. I really want to be in this movie. He was super passionate about it. And that's when Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan's like, Absolutely, we'll give you the part. Where um he wouldn't have otherwise been like he was trying to get an A lister for this. Mm-hmm. Originally for 
the role of Teddy, they offered the role to somebody else and they didn't want to do it because they, uh, they weren't going to get paid enough. And so Joe Pentoliano said, yeah, I did this role for free. Yeah. Well, the other thing was that, so the reason why Carrie Ann Moss got her, um, shot in the movie is because of the matrix. Like Christopher Nolan loved her so much as Trinity. He's like, I got to get you in this movie. And then when he went out to get, he actually wanted Dennis Leary to play Teddy. And then when Dennis Leary, I don't know if he turned it down yeah. because of money. It could have been other reasons. I, I didn't hear anything about that. Um, Carrie Ann Moss told Joe Pantiano about the part. And that's when he came up and he's like, hey, I want hmm. this. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because he was oh, in The Matrix. He was in The right. Matrix yeah. right there. Um, and then it's at the first, meat. yeah, at first, um, Nolan was a little bit off put because he didn't want people to not trust Teddy right away. And that Joe Pantiano kind of gives that sinister aura off of yeah. him and originally Nolan was a little bit hesitant but then after talking with Joe he he went full in and was like this guy's the man for the job I know they kind of wanted him to be a little bit of the comic relief which is why he was a great choice oh he's and, excellent and, in this yeah if you had someone like Dennis Leary where I think he's funny but that would be just such a different energy ch- dynamic and I, I don't know I love seeing Joe Pantoliano in anything like yeah I agree to me he's always Cosmo in The Fugitive <laughs> oh see for me he's always um the character from The Matrix yeah Where, isn't he in Baby's Day Out I was just about to say <laughs> he Baby's is, Day Out he is I remember him from Baby's Day Out see everyone has a little bit different <laughs> different Joe in their life there's also a monkey in that movie so actually <laughs> uh gorilla right sorry all the all the monkeys black... aren't gorillas, bro. <laughs> yeah, they're apes. Sorry, yeah, they're apes. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, a lot of the black and white scenes in the film are actually improvised. So Sammy, the guy who plays Sammy Jenkins, uh, Stephen Toblowski, he was not given a script. Really? No. Everything that he says, he did his own, and this actually goes in because actually Toblowski suffered from amnesia due to a medical procedure, and he based a lot of his performance on what it felt like. During that time, when he came out of the procedure, he suffered from short-term amnesia, and then he remembers what it was like to not remember, and so he put that within the character of what it would be like, because he he went through it. Yeah, I mean, he he did excellent in that role. Or even the line, like, literally the line is improvised, where, like, um, they're putting him through the memory test of seeing if he will pick the ones that aren't shocked, and he's like, well, it is a test, and he flips them off, he's like, put this on your effing report. And he yeah. does it over and over you and quack. over and over. Again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was improvised. Wow. So I thought that was really cool, and that was. Uh, I, I know that pretty interesting. The uh, all of like the inner monologue with Guy Pierce was not scripted. It was kind of uh, very much ad libbed, and when they uh, they kind of voiced it over with Nolan, and yeah, so all of that he wanted it to feel not organized and kind of just uh, yeah off. The what cuff. would you be thinking at yeah. this moment? And the movie is actually really accurate so it's accredited by the national institute of mental health deemed the movie close to to perfect exploration of the neurobiology of memory while renowned neuroscientist christoph kosh called it the most accurate portrayal of the different memory systems in popular media so like people who are legitimately have phds and study all this went like this is very accurate of what it would be like if you had retrograde amnesia yeah and it's important to note that this is not amnesia it is uh a very particular offshoot of amnesia. Yeah. Um, Short term. Yeah. You don't, you don't forget like amnesia is where you forget who you are. This is where you can't form new memories. Like the hit movie 51st States. 
Yes. I love that movie. Yeah. Also, <laughs> great soundtrack. Here was another movie. <laughs> Why am I forgetting? Okay. I, there was another movie that it reminded me of of that deals with short-term memory. Yeah, it deals with the the short-term memory loss of not I, knowing what's going on. I think that's one of the things I really love about Nolan is he really considers these concepts and what they mean and how to portray them and um and you know, he talks about just kind of how we're at the mercy of our own perceptions and how memory is not uh the closest to fact and uh Guy Pierce has a just great uh, dialogue that was written about explaining how facts are more trustworthy than memories. Yeah, he says, yeah, memories are unreliable. Yeah. And he even talks about, he's like, he, again, he talks about instincts. He's like, I know what it's like to pick up, he like picks up object. I know what its weight is going to feel like. I right. know these things. I know instincts. I just don't have memories. And that me- memories can be unreliable, which is another thing that plays throughout the movie is that you can't trust memories and that the entire movie you're like who am i supposed to trust here who's thinking right do you even to the point that you go do i even trust guy pierce because right. the, for the majority of the movie you're like okay he's a good guy i'm on his side and then things start leaking out where like for me personally originally it's like okay i don't trust teddy that much and you get that the first mm-hmm. thing you see is don't believe his lies and you're like, okay, I don't really trust Teddy that much. And then you meet Carrie Ann Moss. You're like, okay, this chick seems pretty cool. And then slowly <laughs> but surely it starts to uh, diving into, no, Carrie Ann Moss is awful. Yeah. And that Guy Pierce isn't a really a person to trust. And at the end, the, the real person who wasn't, he was not a great guy, but the real person who was quote unquote the good guy was Teddy. Was yeah. that yeah. he was a cop who was trying to mean well and do well and that he was unfortunately taking advantage of someone's disability but he was doing it for a quote-unquote good like that was one of the ideas that nolan was trying to accomplish was to kind of take someone on this journey with a protagonist that somewhere in the middle you begin to lose trust like you Mm -hmm. have less trust for him than you started out with and they really accomplished that in such a really a perfect way absolutely Mm -hmm. um so one of the reasons why it's so complicated chronologically memento was a stylistic choice for nolan he said it was a culture necessity in a pre-dvr world with more and more people watching movies on television leading up to memento's release the director felt films were increasingly sacrificing narrative quality in favor of accessibility to viewers opting to leave the room which leads to the pizza guy theory quote i think that that film narrative has been held back by television it comes down to what i call the pizza delivery scenario if a pizza arrives while you're watching tv you have to answer the door deal with the man and then be able to get straight back into the story having missed three or four minutes with memento on the other hand if you come in three minutes late you miss the whole movie and that was again it's the pizza guy theory of that he wanted to create a movie of that you can't Mm. go up and grab pizza from the pizza guy and come back down and be right back into the movie is you have to yeah. pause it and you have to watch this movie from beginning to end to understand what's going on. And in the end, that's such a, a much more rewarding experience in my opinion. Yeah, totally agree. I don't know. You guys agree with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So speaking of continuity is very important. So on every movie or for most movies, they have a guy who's on the job of, um, script integrity he makes sure that the script makes sense like Hmm. it has good continuity to it and funny enough the person who is the lead script supervisor for this film was the lead script supervisor for something about mary and me (laughs) myself and irene and interesting yeah yeah, so that's he also didn't get paid yeah exactly (laughs) but like 
to be that for this movie in particular, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's a like that's a very very important job. Yeah. And the fact that the movie was as cohesive as it was and you the way it was shot makes me and the sad ideas. is that someone's getting paid to do that for a lot of movies, and it's not. They're doing yeah, a terrible job. No, I totally, I totally agree. <laughs> Whoever is on the X Men universe, yeah, they're they're just throwing it out I the window. I don't know. Who's yeah, they're written. yeah they're lost. Who's I, over that? I completely agree with you guys. So, Jesse effect. If Jason Eisenberg was in this movie, who would he play, and would it be better? <sighs> I wouldn't replace any of the characters. No, but if you had to, if Jesse I, you know, had actually, to play one of the characters. Maybe Teddy. He could do a, an interesting Sammy Jenkins, I think. I was thinking the same yeah, thing. Sammy yeah, Sammy Jenkins would be pretty... I, I, you know what? I agree. I think if you took my answer. But if he had to play one of the characters in this Sammy movie... Sammy Jenkins, yeah. And it's not Sammy Jenkins, I th- it would be Leonard. Like, the main of, character? Yes. If, he, if you had to yeah. put him in this movie... Before you said sure. Sammy Jenkins, I, agree, I think Sammy... Yes, you nail it. Sammy yeah. Jenkins. But before I thought of Sammy Jenkins of... He's either Leonard or Teddy. You just really don't or, want him to take that role. <laughs> or the um, the hotel main guy or one of the drug dealers. Ah, like hotel you just... main guy. Drug dealer. I think the guy that uh, chuckles at him at the bar at when the he bar. drinks. The... <laughs> Again, like if you're if you're putting him in he's and he's gonna be playing one of the main roles, you're not in obviously in every movie you go, No, I'm not gonna put Jesse Eisenberg in this movie. One hundred percent. Or if he is, you're throwing off. However, when I went to saw Dead Don't Die, there's a new Jesse Eisenberg movie coming out, and it looks awesome. Oh, is it the karate one? Yes, it's yeah. the karate one. It's so... Have you seen the trailer for that? Yes, I actually am interested. Yes! Yeah. Yeah, we got him! We well, did that, it! Well, so that's the thing. Is like One of my top movies is Zombieland. It's not that I hate Jesse Eisenberg. No, it's I just, hate Jesse Eisenberg. He, he just I don't hate him. doesn't like him. bring anything new to the table. and like He's, that's, he's always that's, playing his character. Yes, yeah, agreed. and that's where I feel like with the karate movie, he's going to be able to explore and expand it. Like we, the, where it starts out, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just Jesse Eisenberg being Jesse Eisenberg again. And then the movie, like as the trailer went, I was like, no, I'm actually because you buy it. This yeah, idea yeah. of the reason why yeah. he's taking karate is because he's tired of being a little pansy. Yeah, and that <laughs> if you put in someone else in this movie who like trained in martial arts or did all this stuff you just you don't buy it you're like yeah. okay like clearly this guy isn't afraid from people but you buy that jesse eisenberg fears everyone yes. and he's so tired of it that now he wants to become a man and the only way he can think of doing that is by taking taekwondo or karate or whatever the martial art is that he that he's taken so i'm excited to see that movie um so they actually announced that they're going to remake memento in 2015 what? and i'm interested to think what you guys Who's think about it? it? Did you say 2015? In 2015, they announced oh, that they, they are announced. going okay. to do a remake. Yeah. Who, the important question is who There's no one attached to it yet. Mm-hmm. They just The people who own the rights say they are shopping a script around and seeing who will pick it up and write it and direct it. My problem... No. Like, that's my thing is like, why? We don't, we don't need it. Like, I, I hate remakes in general. Yeah. And it's not really a cult classic... No, 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 I agree with you. So I don't know why they're doing this. Well, like, there's no and, reason to do this. And usually the purpose for remakes is to just make a bunch of money off an old intellectual property, and this movie completely defies that market entirely. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. However, I do think the idea of a memento set in 2020, 2019, is interesting. No longer are you taking pictures with Polaroids. It's all on your phone. So yeah. this idea that you have a phone with text messages. And so now you take the movie. I agree. I don't think so it needs to be just, a remake. Why wouldn't you just uh, record the whole day? 
record the whole day and watch it like 54 states yeah sure that's actually that's actually but the thing is is you lose your memory every five minutes so you can't make a video that's longer than five minutes long is everything has to be in a short just start wearing make, Google make a bunch of tiktoks yeah. yeah, just make a bunch of TikTok. I just think it, I agree. I don't think it should be remade. I'm just saying I think it's interesting to start a, thinking about the movie if it was now. With short-term memory loss. No, I as agree. As long as uh, Drew Barrymore actually plays the protagonist. Yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're all right. Uh, so question for you guys. Uh-huh. Is this the best Nolan movie? If not, no. what is your favorite Nolan movie? Batman Begins. No, uh, I mean, it is. But um, to me, I I love Interstellar. Um but that's because it's a great movie. <laughs> well, and I just really like Matthew McConaughey and he does an incredible job in that movie. So what about you, Ben? That's, that's hard. Cause they're all just so like top tier movies. If you, but if you uh, had to pick a favorite, probably inception. Okay. Because cause I've seen it so many times and I'm so deep into that story. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Will? I think Inception is his best movie because it, it is a concept that is easier to get right seamlessly, whereas something like Interstellar was really diving into territory that is mm-hmm. beyond yeah. uh, what the average, like even above average intellect can really perceive, um, whereas Inception was really just kind of asks the question of you know again what is the reliability of our perception of reality and uh, and i think that they once again he he explains a concept and then by ending the movie where it begins he he makes you realize you don't know where you're at in this movie and uh but i and i i only think that that one is better than memento because they had the budget and the time and and everything but i mean Memento is, I really don't see any flaws in it. You know? it's, it's really good. And for something like this, it, like, how do you even accomplish that? That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if I, I, I would agree. So my favorite, and I think his best is Interstellar. I think that far and away is my favorite Nolan movie, but they are really good. So then I pose the question to you. Obviously, other directors have put out a ton of movies, but would you make the argument that Nolan is the greatest director of all time? He's my favorite director. Because because let me read let me read the movies. So these legitimately are the movies he's put out, and I'm reading all of them. I'm not skipping over any. But from Memento till now, these are the movies he's put out: Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk. Those are all him. There's no random movie put in throughout that those are all one Mm -hmm. right after another yeah and the ability to put out that many good movies from incredible to good yeah because i think his lowest rating in all of that is probably dark knight rises Rises. i would say yeah probably yeah which is the third something he yeah it's not wanted to he didn't really want to make that movie did he uh, he he did until into... Ledger died. Yeah. Okay. When Ledger died, his yeah. he had a plan. Yeah, and it was still a really good movie. I think a lot of the hatred for it is from comic book fans. That just... uh, there's there's a lot of editing problems. There's Unpo- continuity um, problems. So. Unpopular decision. It's my favorite Batman. No, I know. Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> best Batman. Movie. I I loved it. I liked the Dark Knight better, but yeah. no, and that's yeah. and yeah. I again I'm it's that's one of those things I'm not going to argue with people like. 
all his movies are so top tier to yeah, me yeah. that it's hard to choose just one. I think um, Insomnia and the Magician one are the only ones I have Prestige. Seen. Prestige are the only ones I haven't seen. Like I've only seen them like once. Oh, okay. I was about to say so you haven't seen. No, you I've, seen, I've seen them all. But I've seen Insomnia. I have not seen Insomnia. Is great. really good. Robin it's, Williams in probably my favorite. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know Al Pacino's the Christopher main in it. Nolan did that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. It's yeah. really good. It's. Hillary Swank. Oh, yeah. I know how much you love Hillary Swank. It's another exploration of a topic that not a lot of people do, which is sleep deprivation. Mm. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, and like just how uh, it's a a detective in Alaska during the time when the sun doesn't set. Oh, man. I, I love this movie already. Yeah. And so it's him trying to solve this crime and like he's slowly and slowly becoming more and more unstable just because he can't sleep yeah uh, oh man yeah and well, it's yeah. you know when i worked at the coal mine i yeah. had to do graveyard shifts yeah. so i got i i had i not only was it that but i was switching back and forth between days and nights and so mm-hmm. you, you lose all sense of I, time i started and... like seeing like weird stuff like and it's just like moments like glimpses where you see a shape and you think like i don't know i thought oh, there dude. was a You're turtle right. coming out we're going to love this movie because yeah. that like yeah. that stuff kind of yeah, yeah. you should absolutely watch. It. Uh, so the guy who played Worm Tongue was in a movie called Graveyard Shift. Just so you know. <laughs> no, there you go. Okay, yeah, he got, he got it. Stephen King. Oh, okay, yeah. So, any closing thoughts on Memento? <laughs> oh, uh, well, what, we didn't really answer the, the questions. Yeah, though. the theories. Yeah. Oh we, no, no, no! I'm okay. going um, to. Okay. Is, is Christopher Nolan the best director? Oh yes. Oh. Did you ask? You know, do, you, uh, do you think there's I, an argument? I would say he is absolutely the most consistent director that I can think of of doing highly conceptual movies that are, I mean, as close to flawless as you can get. Is, is it know? Steven Spielberg? Like if like, gun that, to that's your the head. name that comes to my head. Like he talked here, but like what he said with every single movie, Steven Spielberg's had some duds. Yeah. No, but I mean yeah. like if you're talking about right now, you have to say greatest director of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think, you think Spielberg, Spielberg, you would, think Spielberg for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. I love Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, Scorsese I know people's my dude. Tarantino up there. Uh, Tarantino's uh, my favorite director. Yeah. Is he? Yes, he's my favorite. Yeah. I know a lot of I don't think he's the greatest. Like, yeah. It's just yeah. he's my favorite. Because here's the thing about Tarantino. Tarantino has a style of film. Mm-hmm. And you sure. have to be a Tarantino fan. As opposed yeah, to... Yeah. And I would I would make the same argument with Scorsese. Scorsese has a style of film. Mm-hmm. Spielberg is a guy who can make movies for the masses. And that's where and he kind of that's just where I think kills Nolan it all. Is- better because nolan has his style but also i think the masses like how many people saw inception how many people saw interstellar the batman series prestige uh these movies that conceptually except for those the batman series like messes with you and when you leave it you're like i don't really understand what just happened well yeah he makes movies about concepts yeah um, he he's, seems very philosophical in nature, whereas like Scorsese is a brilliant storyteller. Yeah, and Tarantino is uh, honestly my favorite thing about Tarantino is his uh, dialogue. Yeah, his dialogue yeah. is is brilliant. He can make anything interesting. Okay, all right. So the three theories. There are three theories when it can when it comes to Memento. There's the Disney theory. There's the Sammy is real theory, and then the Sammy is fake theory. Okay. Okay. So Disney theory is that. Sammy Jenkins was real and that Lenny was an actual insurance, um, what's the word I'm looking for, inspector 
or mm-hmm. he, I he, think he, that's what he yeah he worked in, uh, investigator right. insurance investigator and that um, he had a Lenny type experience where he uh, became crazy was put in a hospital mental hospital that's why there's that scene that shows um, Sammy and then it, the mental hospital worker walks by and then it shows Guy Pierce that he actually was in there he escapes goes through everything he goes through and then actually ends up finding his wife who's still alive and that there's a reason why you see the scene where his wife is laying on his chest and he has the tattoo saying I did it or it is done so that's the Disney theory Okay. Second theory is Sammy Jenkins is real, and it's basically you take the the movie as it is, literally, that he has the experience with Sammy Jenkins. Sammy Jenkins kills his wife with the insulin overdose or puts her in a coma. Um, it, it impacts and sticks with him. It's such a traumatic event through Guy Pierce that or through Lenny's character that he remembers it through his trackage event of that his wife is raped and strangled and that there was two killers Lenny shot one and the other one, John G got away and that the I done it tattoo is just a figment of his imagination. So that's the Lenny, uh, Sammy is real. The other one is Sammy is not real and that Lenny is Sammy and that his wife was a diabetic and he put, um, his wife survives the attack and that, um, after the attack he has the five minutes and he can't remember staying with his wife at that time and his wife, um, overdoses, he kills his wife from that, and then in his grief, the police officer who worked the case takes him under his wing and then uses him as this tool to destroy, to kill bad people, knowing that he's not going to remember it. I thought so. That, those are that one, those yeah. would be the three main theories. It's the last. I thought the last one is the. Uh, I, yeah, I agree with the the third one. However, the entire reality is based on the testimony of Teddy. Yes, absolutely. So it, it really comes down to whether or not you believe Teddy is telling the truth yeah, or not. Is Teddy, yeah, is Teddy telling the truth? Absolutely. I just thought those were those were interesting. The Disney one, yeah. I don't think it was real, but it was interesting. Like, he is Sammy Jenkins, and he escaped, and that his wife is actually still alive. And that there's a reason why... The Disney one he, was that he, he, he is Sammy Jenkins? He is Sammy Jenkins, and that he went to the mental hospital to... Mental, hospital escapes gets found out by this police officer that helped work the case for him and then uses him as a tool and then when he finally kills teddy who's the final john g he gets the tattoo they even talk about it when um uh natalie is talking to him he's like what's that empty space for he's like i don't know it's probably for when i get the killer and that he actually gets that tattoo on him and he finds his wife that was the disney does it doesn't Teddy at one point says you're Sammy, right? Yeah, no, he actually says Sammy never had a wife. So he says Sammy is a real person, mm-hmm. but Sammy never had a wife. Your wife was the diabetic. So the story of Sammy oh, isn't necessarily true, but Sammy was a real person that Guy Pierce now has uh regrets because he said that the disease was psychological and not physical Mm. and that he could break through it and the fact that he found out like you talked about that when he saw his eyes and he saw recognition that he realized that was more of a getting through bs and not an actual like he didn't recognize him but when you're lost and you're confused you use that as a defense mechanism so people will acknowledge you and be a little bit more friendly because they think you've seen each other before yeah well it's funny because like people without memory real memory issues still do that like 
I should know who you are, and I don't remember you at all. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I just thought those were the main theories. I thought I would see what you guys thought and everything there. Hmm. What's this new game? So this new game was actually, I will credit Will for this. Oh, I thought of this game sweet. when he sent in the Discord. He said, show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> so, this move, so this game is called Show Me the Money. So what will happen, it will take place over three rounds. Each okay. round will have three movies. Each one of you... You've been watching will, too many game shows. Yes. Each one of you will get... One of you will get the first pick in the first round. Someone else will get the first pick in the second round. Another person will get the first pick in the third round. Each mo- each round has three movies. Mm-hmm. I have found the adjusted for inflection box office de- uh, worldwide total for all those movies. Your goal okay. is at the end of three rounds to have the most amount of money from the movies you pick. <laughs> Does this make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, one more time. <laughs> Simply. It's it's like right. uh, so. There's uh, three rounds. You there's said. three rounds. So, for example, in round one, I will list three movies. Mm-hmm. It's like one draft, of you will get to picking. pick one of those movies, trying to pick the movie that had the highest gross income. Okay. Then someone else will get a chance. Then another person will get a chance. In the second round, another person will be able to pick first. The goal is after okay. the three what rounds. What determines the order? Huh? What determines the order? Of Ooh, pick? what determines the order? Another great money <laughs> game called The Price Is Right. Yeah. We have a rule. I found. A website called Prop Store where it sells movie memorabilia. So what I will oh, do man. is I'm gonna lift a, list a real life prop and Price Is Right rules. You guys have to guess how much it is worth, and whoever whoever is closest gets first pick in the first round. Second person gets first pick in the se- or whoever's closest gets to choose. Do they want first pick and first, second, or third? Second, so on, third, and so on. Make sense? Oh, interesting. Okay. So on the Prop Store, you can buy a actually used prop. From Titanic, you can buy a life vest from Titanic, one of them worn by the survivors. How much do you think that was being sold for, Andrew? Uh, 150 $150 from Andrew. Ben? 5000 5000 from Ben. Will? 13000 13000 from Will. It is being sold for $995. So, Andrew, would you like to pick first in the first round, second round, or third round? Uh, First. You want to do first round? All right. I was just thinking. There is strategy strategy to it. So, next closest would be Ben. Second. Second round, (laughs) and then Will gets third. Well, if I get to choose, I can't get it wrong, right? It's this always a positive. Yeah. <laughs> so, round one. The three movies are Fight. The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Big Daddy, Sister Act. So, your goal, Andrew, is when, to pick whoa. the movie that made the most money, adjusted for yeah, inflation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this okay. is two ni- 2019 adjusted, where if each ticket was worth approximately $9.07. Mm-hmm. That is what they adjusted for. Yeah. Which movie made the most Winter Soldier, Big Daddy, Sister Act. Which movie do you choose, Andrew? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Andrew takes a Big Daddy. Winter Soldier. Ben chooses Winter Soldier, and that means Will is left with Sister Act. I was going to choose that anyways. (laughs) Second round. Mm -hmm. Ben, your three movies are The Flintstones, Batman Begins, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 
Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Ben takes Honey, I shrunk the kids. Will. I can't choose that one. No, you get the Flintstones or Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Will takes Batman Begins. That means Andrew is left or gifted the Flintstones. <laughs> we John Goodman, right? We do. Hey, yes, yes, that yes. is. Henrik Moranis. Henrik Moranis. That is, oh. That is true. Round three, Will. Your three movies to choose from are Hancock, Alien, and Wedding Crashers. Mm. What movie would Will like? Wait, oh, what, that's a different question. Han, oh, yeah, that's right. Han, Hancock, which movie made the most money? Hancock, Alien, Wedding Crashers. Man, Hancock sucked. <laughs> going to go Wedding Crashers. You're going to go Wedding Crashers. Hancock. Andrew's going to go Hancock, and that means Ben. It's a bummer. I have to go Alien. <laughs> you have to go <laughs> Alien. Going Alien. Hey, I couldn't go Winter Soldier yeah. either. And well. All right. Converse amongst yourself. I must do some 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 quick <laughs> some quick math here. It wasn't Winter Soldier the first one? Hmm? What's the second one? It was in the f- second choosing? No, 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 no that's Winter what Soldier I'm saying. Was in the that's first what one. I'm saying is fun fact. So you said you couldn't, but you could. No, have. no, no. Like you I know for a fact, Big Daddy have. did yeah, yeah. so well. Yeah, back in what early two thousand, that the the when, gross for that. And I know Sister Act. Is, when I, when I was a kid, I asked for the VHS of Sister Act. It was always when I was a kid gone, or you just wanted it. I loved the movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I liked singing. You know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the draw for Whoopi Goldberg was <laughs> as a, or is. As a but under, well, back then, undercover it, nun. Back then it was. Yeah. I think she was pretty big back then. Yeah. Jumping Jack she Flash. She was. Sister Act. Yeah. Probably she, others well, she was I don't remember. <laughs> buddies <laughs> with uh, Billy Crystal yeah. and Robin Williams. So that probably helped. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Star Trek. What? She was in Next she Generation. In yeah. What? Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. I'm just sad. That she was I, like an Oracle character. The Flintstones that kept the one popping up. I don't think the Flintstones did well. That's why I'm wondering. I saw the, I saw the Flintstones. It was not a Wedding good Crashers. I know definitely yeah. did the best. Yeah. Yeah. In that last one. What's the best movie of all of them? Uh, Winter Soldier. Alien and I haven't seen it. No, I think with inflation, the no, you said best movie. Best. Oh, not. Which is the best movie, and then which one do you think? Oh, made Winter Soldier is the best one. Not you didn't go with Alien. I like Aliens more. Oh, I know. But I love Alien, yeah. but it it was okay. Interesting. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. <laughs> classic. <laughs> that I actually do think did it extremely well. Yeah, I, really, I, do, I, I actually really do miss think so. Rick Moranis. Yeah, he he, he kind of stopped doing movies just to be a dad. I think. Yeah, yes. his, his wife and died. Then, oh. Yeah, and then so he, he, he quit working. When his kids got old enough, he went to just do Broadway stuff. All right. Wow, the Broadway. final tallies are in. So, in round one, mm-hmm. the movies we had were Winter Soldier, Big Daddy, Sister Act. Andrew chose Big Daddy, which grossed $289,951,000. Ben got Winter Wait, Soldier. With adjusted gross? With adjusted gross. 289. Oh, no. Ben you took the it. Winter Soldier, which made two hundred and eighty-one. <laughs> oh, 
seventy thousand. And the best movie Sister of Act. the three was Sister Acts, which grossed three hundred and three million. It. That was round one, but it doesn't end there. Round two. But we'll go wedding crash. The round two, we had The Flintstones, Batman Begins, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Ben chose Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which grossed $296,681,000. But Andrew was left, or was he gifted with (laughs) Flintstones, which grossed- Two hundred eighty-one oh, million. Unfortunately, a third. And then Will again gets the top movie. What in oh. Batman Begins? I'm I sorry. Shrunk. Second, no. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids made more. Yeah, Never yeah. mind. I take that back. Batman uh, Begins made more than Flintstones. Yeah, Two hundred ninety, yeah. three hundred eighty-one thousand. Which was my first pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ben's got a top. Will's got a top. Andrew's been kind of in the center here. Third round: Hancock, Alien, Wedding Crashers. So Will chose Wedding Crashers, which grossed $294 million. Ben got Alien, which grossed $286 million, $352,000. Andrew got Hancock, which grossed $286 million, $44,000. So today's winner Will. is Will yes. with $887,608,000. With Ben Sweet. in second place at Eight hundred and sixty-four million hundred and three thousand dollars, and Andrew behind. in third at eight hundred and fifty-seven million three uh, three hundred and fifty-five thousand. But, but it is not over. Will oh. won week one, but over the next today is episode <laughs> ten. From now until episode twenty, we will oh. do show me the money, <laughs> and whoever has the most money at the end of these ten episodes is the true winner. What do we get? Huh? This is a game show, bro. Uh, you have to pay up. Five dollars. <laughs> okay. I made a, <laughs> I don't know. a bad joke in Discord, and this produced <laughs> ten weeks of a game show. Uh, no, I can't do it because we have a stub. I was gonna say I'll buy the next movie ticket, oh. but no, we can't do it. Yeah, buy the next. Ooh, there uh, it is. Popeyes. Winner gets winner gets Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. We will I'm buy, going to win this. We will buy Popeyes. It's still really close. You're only separated literally by $30 million, which is not much, which can easily yes. be made up in the, the grand scheme. Seeing as Avengers Endgame just made $2.7 billion. This is true. This is true. What'd you think, Ben? It was good. It was good? All right. <laughs> he didn't say it's stupid, and I hate you. Any adjustment to the rules? <laughs> because I think it worked out pretty well. All right, here we go. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed all this stuff. You can find us on Twitter at NerdWeeklyCast. We're on Instagram at NerdWeeklyPodcast. Facebook at Nerd Weekly. You can email us at nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. Make sure to check out our video game podcast and Biomod releasing every Saturday. Also check out our comic book co- podcast with Andrew and Cody called Origins and Adaptation, which releases Tuesday sometimes. Uh, you, know, you know, when they feel like it. Be on the lookout for it. Make sure to leave us a review if you can. If not, share it with some friends. Engage us on Facebook. Let us know what you thought of Memento. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Andrew, where can they find you? Uh, LeBearded Cooper on Instagram. Uh, Ben? I'm at nomaco 2 on Twitter. And Will? At WillieBSnazzy on Instagram. Awesome. I would say you guys enjoyed the episode, but you're probably not going to remember it. Ha ha! Yeah, you gotta listen to this backwards. I did. Why? Oh, oh, yeah. It's, well, you see what the... The... (laughs) 